हाय गाइस हम जा रहे हैं रिकॉर्ड करने इफेक्ट ऑफ कैंसलेशन ऑफ इंडोसमेंट ऑफ इंटरमीडिएट पार्टीज और ये बेसिकली पार्ट सिक्स है उसका नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट का जहां पर हम क्वेश्चन एंड आंसर्स डिस्कस करेंगे बस तो स्टिक फिर नहीं अराउंड ट्वेंटी टू ट्वेंटी फाइव पेजेस हैं एंड थर्टी क्वेश्चन आ दे दैट वील बी डिस्कसिंग सो लेट्स बिगिन ए इज द होल्डर ऑफ अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज मेड पेबल टू द ऑर्डर ऑफ बी द बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज कंटेन्स द फॉलोइंग इंडोसमेंट इन ब्लैंक पहला इंडोसमेंट बी को दूसरा इंडोसमेंट सी को तीसरा इंडोसमेंट डी को चौथा फोर्थ इंडोसमेंट इज टू ई सो ए स्ट्राइक्स आउट विदाउट ईज कंसेंट द इंडोसमेंट बाई सी एंड डी डिसाइड विद रीजन विद ए इज एंटाइटल टू रिकवर एनी थिंग फ्रॉम ई तो चलिए इसके आंसर के बारे में अगर बात की जाए तो मैं आंसर बताता हूँ द प्रेजेंट प्रॉब्लम रिलेट्स टू डिस्चार्ज ऑफ अ पार्टी एज एक्सप्लेन अंडर सेक्शन फोर्टी Ordinarily, a holder in due course section has a right to recover the payment of negotiable instrument from all the prior parties. However, as per section 40, if a holder of a negotiable instrument, without the consent of the endorser, destroys or impairs the endorser's remedy against a prior party, the endorser shall be discharged from liability. Simply speaking, if the holder cancels the name of any party, okay. Liable on the instrument. Example: the name of any endorser, such a party, and all parties subsequent to him are discharged. In the given case, the holder A cancels the endorsement made by C and D without obtaining E's consent. The result of such cancellation is that E's remedy, E's remedy against, has been destroyed. Therefore, C and D and the parties subsequent to C and D are discharged. Accordingly. they are not entitled to sue or to recover a especially a is not entitled to sue or recover anything from c d and e aa jate hain ab agle part par effects of account pay crossing question number 2 kehta hai check was drawn by a customer on his bank marked pay account only the check on the face of it was tampered by someone and converted into a bearing check the bank was negligent in making payment to a bearer instead of a pay state in reference to the provision of the negotiable instrument act 1881 whether the bank is liable to pay any amount to the customer ab yahan par answer hai where a check contains account pay crossing the position is as follows so the payment of the check cannot be made at the counter of the bank the paying banker must pay the proceed of the check only to a banker that is the banker named therein or if no banker is named therein to any banker the paying banker must pay the amount of the check only to the payee named in the check द चेक डज नॉट रिमेन नेगोशियबल एनी मोर तो गिवन केस में हम ये रियलाइज करते हैं दैट द क्रॉसिंग हैज बीन टेम्पर्ड विद एंड द चेक हैज बीन कन्वर्टेड इन टू अ बेर चेक रिजल्टिंग इन पेमेंट ऑफ द चेक टू अ रॉन्ग पर्सन इंस्टेड ऑफ द पे बट सिंस द टैम्परिंग इज अपेरेंट ऑन द फेस ऑफ द चेक द बैंकर वॉज नेग्लिजेंट इन पेइंग द चेक देफर पेमेंट मेड बाय द बैंकर कैन नॉट बी कॉल्ड एज पेमेंट इन द ड्यू कोर्स एज पर सेक्शन टेन अकॉर्डिंगली द बैंकर इज लाइबल टू पे द अमाउंट टू द कस्टमर तो यहाँ पर कमेंट ये है कि इन दिस केस द banker does not avail of protection under section 85 in respect of forged endorsement on an order check since as per apparent tenor of the check the check is to be paid to the pay only okay and none else also the paying banker cannot avail the protection under section 89 since the tampering of account pay crossing is apparent also protection under section 85 or 89 is available only if the payment is made in due course but in this case the banker is negligent in paying the check to the bearer and so the payment has not been made in due course agla yahan par case aata hai hamara when a holder of bill containing forged acceptance is a holder in due course so question 3 kehta hai on a bill exchange or bill of exchange of rupees 10000 x acceptance to the bill is forged 
A takes the bill from his customer for a value and in good faith before the bill becomes payable, state with the reason whether A can be considered as a holder in due course and whether A can receive the amount of bill from X. So here as a rule, बात की जा रही है फोजरी इज नलिटी दैट इज फोजरी डज नॉट कन्वे एनी टाइटल दस अ निगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट कंटेनिंग अ फोर सिग्नेचर इज होली इन ऑपरेटिव दैट इज वैल्यूलेस इन अदर वर्ड्स अ निगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज वॉइड इफ द सिग्नेचर ऑफ एक्सेप्टर ऑफ अ बिल्स आर फोस्ड अ होल्डर कैन नॉट एनफोर्स द पेमेंट ऑफ अ फोर्स इंस्ट्रूमेंट इन द प्रेजेंट केस द सिग्नेचर ऑफ द एक्सेप्टर हैव बीन फोर्स ऑन द बिल देन द बिल इज निगोशिएटेड टू मिस्टर ए हाउ एवर मिस्टर ए शैल नॉट डिराइव एनी टाइटल टू द बिल बिकॉज देर इज absence of title due to forgery and not merely defect in title as in case of fraud undue influence etc thus mr a is a holder in due course even though he might have obtained the bill of consideration before maturity bona fide and without any negligence accordingly mr a cannot recover the amount of bill from x ab yahan par hai whether a promissory note payable to bearer is valid question 4 batata hai ki mr x executes a promissory note in the form I have promised to pay a sum of rupees ten thousand after three months. Decide with the reason whether the promissory note in the above case is valid. Promissory note. So here, answer will be in this aspect section four, where an instrument shall be valid promissory note only if it satisfies the following essential characteristics of a promissory note. Essential characteristics? How many? Sir, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine characteristics. You will get to see. First, it must be in writing. दूसरा इट मस्ट बी साइन बाय द मेकर द मेकर मस्ट बी सर्टन एंड कंटेन एन एक्सप्रेस प्रॉमिस टू पे द प्रॉमिस मस्ट बी डेफिनेट एंड अनकंडीशनल द प्रॉमिस मस्ट बी देयर टू पे सर्टन सम ओनली एंड टू पे मनी ओनली इट मस्ट बी स्टैम्प एंड डिलीवर्ड बाय द मेकर तो ये है हमारी नो कंडीशंस एंड अनडेटेड प्रॉमिसरी नोट इज आल्सो वैलिड ध्यान देने वाली बात इफ द डेट ऑफ मेकिंग ऑफ प्रॉमिसरी नोट इज नॉट स्टेटेड इट इज डीम्ड टू हैव बीन मेड ऑन द डेट ऑफ डिलीवरी हाउएवर एज पर सेक्शन 31 ऑफ द रिजर्व बैंक ऑफ इंडिया एक्ट ठीक है 1934 अ प्रॉमिसरी नोट कैन नॉट बी मेड पेबल टू द बेयरर इट इज ए मटेरियल दैट द प्रॉमिसरी नोट इज पेबल ऑन डिमांड और इज पेबल अदरवाइज देन ऑन डिमांड In the given case, the promissory note made by X satisfy all the requirements of a promissory note as contained under Section 4 of the Negotiable Instruments Act, 1881. However, since the name of the pay is not stated, it is payable to the bearer, which is prohibited by Section 31 of the Reserve Bank of India Act, 1934. Accordingly, the given instrument is illegal and void. Thus, the given instrument is not valid promissory note. Agli heading hai yahan pe effect of absence of consideration between immediate. पार्टीज जिसपे है हमारा क्वेश्चन नंबर फाइव कहता है पी द होल्डर ऑफ अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज ट्रांसफर्स इट टू क्यू विदाउट कंसिडरेशन क्यू ऑल्सो ट्रांसफर्स इट टू आर विदाउट कंसिडरेशन आर ट्रांसफर्स इट टू एक्स फॉर कंसिडरेशन सो एक्स ट्रांसफर्स इट टू वाई विदाउट कंसिडरेशन स्टेट गिविंग रीजन रीजन वेदर वाई कैन रिकवर द अमाउंट ऑन सच इंस्ट्रूमेंट फ्रॉम एक्स और पी तो एक्स ने तो ट्रांसफर किया था फॉर कंसिडरेशन और पी ने भी ट्रांसफर किया था क्यू को विदाउट कंसिडरेशन तो आंसर है द गिविंग प्रॉब्लम रिलेट्स टू सेक्शन 43 ऑफ नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट एक्ट 1881 एज पर सेक्शन 43 नो ऑब्लिगेशन बिटवीन द पार्टीज इज क्रिएटेड इफ अ नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज मेड ड्रॉन एक्सेप्टेड इंडोस्ड और ट्रांसफर्ड विदाउट कंसीडरेशन इन अदर वर्ड्स एज बिटवीन द पार्टीज ऑफ अ ट्रांजैक्शन विदाउट द एनी कंसीडरेशन आल्सो कॉल्ड एज इमीडिएट पार्टीज एंड नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट क्रिएट्स नो ऑब्लिगेशन ऑफ पेमेंट हाउएवर इफ सच अ नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज ट्रांसफर्ड टू अ होल्डर फॉर कंसीडरेशन सच होल्डर and every subsequent holder is entitled to recover the amount due on such negotiable instrument from the transferor or any prior party in other words a party who has paid consideration 
एंड एवरी सब्सिक्वेंट होल्डर मे सू ऑल प्रायर पार्टीज तो मैं गिवन केस में बताता हूँ एक्स इज अ होल्डर ऑफ कंसिड्रेशन वाई ऑप्टेन्स द बिल फ्रॉम एक्स विदाउट एनी कंसिड्रेशन जहाँ यहाँ पे हुआ था ठीक है और हाउ एवर वाई कैन रिकवर द अमाउंट ऑफ द बिल फ्रॉम आर क्यू एंड पी एज वेल एज द ड्रॉर एंड एक्सेप्टर ऑफ द बिल हु आर नॉट इमीडिएट पार्टीज दस वाई कैन रिकवर द अमाउंट ऑफ द बिल फ्रॉम पी ऑल्सो आ जाते हैं अपने क्वेश्चन नंबर सिक्स पर हेडिंग थी जैसे मैंने बताया वेदर बिल पेबल टू ऑर्डर बिकम्स पेबल टू द बेर इफ एंडोस्ट इन ब्लैंक ओके तो यहाँ पर क्वेश्चन है ए इज पे होल्डर ऑफ अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज ठीक है और उसके बाद ही एंडोज इट इन ब्लैंक एंड डिलीवर्स इट टू बी बी एंडोज इट इन फुल टू सी और ऑर्डर सी विदाउट एंडोसमेंट ट्रांसफर द बिल टू डी स्टेट गिविंग रीजन वेदर डी इज अ बेरर ऑफ द बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज इज एंटाइटल टू रिकवर द पेमेंट फ्रॉम ए और बी और सी तो आंसर है यहाँ पर एज पर सेक्शन थर्टीन नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज सेट टू बी अ बेरर इंस्ट्रूमेंट इन द फॉलोइंग टू केसेज पहला वेदर अ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज एक्सप्रेस टू बी अ पेबल टू बेर दूसरा वेदर द लेटेस्ट लास्ट इंडोसमेंट ऑन अ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज इन ब्लैंक दैट इज वेर एन ऑर्डर इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज नेगोशिएटेड बाई वे ऑफ अ ब्लैंक एंडोसमेंट तो वेदर होल्डर साइंस अ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट विदाउट स्पेसिफाइंग द नेम ऑफ द इंडोसी इट इज कॉल्ड अ ब्लैंक एंडोसमेंट अ ब्लैंक एंडोसमेंट कन्वर्ट्स एन ऑर्डर इंस्ट्रूमेंट इन टू अ बेर इंस्ट्रूमेंट इफ द इंडोसी इंटेंड्स टू नेगोशिएट द इंस्ट्रूमेंट फर्दर मेयर डिलीवरी इज सफिशियंट एंड नो इंडोसमेंट इज रिक्वायर्ड इन द गिवन केस एंडोसर ए इंडोसिस अ बिल इन ब्लैंक टू बी दिस मेक्स द बिल अ बेर इंस्ट्रूमेंट एंड सो इट कैन बी फर्दर नेगोशिएटेड बाई मेयर डिलीवरी बी नेगोशिएट्स द बिल टू सी बाई वे ऑफ इंडोसमेंट इन फुल इनफैक्ट द नेगोशिएशन बाई बी डज नॉट रिक्वायर एनी इंडोसमेंट एंड सो इंडोसमेंट इन फुल मेड बाई बी of no significance it means that the bill still remains payable to bearer that is c may negotiate the bill to further by mere delivery without making any endorsement c negotiates the bill to d without making any endorsement this makes d a holder of bill therefore d is entitled to recover the amount from a the drawer and the acceptor however d cannot recover the amount of the will from b or c since c is not an endorser in the eyes of law and b will be liable Only to endorse in full. अब यहाँ पर आता है अगला क्वेश्चन हमारा राइट्स ऑफ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स इन केस ऑफ एन इनकोएट नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट तो ए साइंस एज मेकर अ ब्लैंक स्टैम्प पेपर एंड गिवज इट टू बी एंड ऑथराइज हिम टू फिल इट एज अ नोट फॉर रुपीज फाइव हंड्रेड टू सिक्योर एन एज एन एडवांस विच सी इज टू मेक टू बी बी फ्रॉडलेंटली फिल्स इट अप एज अ नोट फॉर रुपीज टू थाउजेंड पेबल टू सी हु हैज इन गुड फेथ एडवांस रुपीज टू थाउजेंड decide whether with the reason whether c is entitled to recover the amount and if so what up to what extent to answer hai the present problem relates to section 20 of the negotiable instrument act 1881 a negotiable instrument which is incomplete in one or more respect is called an inquit negotiable instrument section 20 makes following provision in respect of an inquit instrument do baatein bataiye pehla the person to whom an inquit instrument is delivered and any other holder shall be entitled to receive only such amount as may be authorized by the person signing such inquit instrument a holder in due course can recover the whole amount stated in the instrument provided that such amount is covered by the stamp however a person shall not be a holder in due course unless where he obtained the negotiable instrument it was complete and regular on the face of it 
as in the given case a has signed a promissory note without filing the amount payable b fills the amount payable of rupees 2000 instead of rupees 500 then b transfers the promissory note to c a holder in due course since c is a holder in due course he is entitled to recover the whole amount of promissory note subject to value covered by the stamp affixed on the promissory note assuming that the stamp cover whole amount of rupees 2000 mr c is entitled to cover rupees 2000 agla question hai right of holder who acquires a bill dishonored by non acceptance to question 8 batata hai ki a bill is dishonored by non acceptance the bill is endorsed to a a endorses it to b as between a and b the bill is subject to an agreement as to discharge of a the bill is afterward endorsed to c who makes it with notice of dishonor decide with reason whether c is entitled to accept the bill in capacity of a holder in due course answer at the present problem relates to the section 59 of negotiable instrument act 1881 as per section 59 where a dishonored negotiable instrument is negotiated the transferee does not get a title to title better than that of a transferor in other words if a person acquires a negotiable instrument after it is dishonored whether by non acceptance or non payment he gets the right of the transfer only thus he can never become a holder in due course a bill is dishonored by non acceptance after dishonor the bill is negotiated to a then to b and then to c when a negotiated the bill to b it was agreed between a and b that b would not sue a for recovery of money due under the bill since c required the bill after dishonor and with the knowledge of fact of dishonor he shall get the rights of the transferor that is b only that is c cannot sue a thus c is not entitled to hold the bill in the capacity of holder in due course to agla heading hamari rahegi liabilities of party where a minor and major are joint promisors to x a major and m a minor executed a promissory note in favor of p to examine whether the reference to the provision of the negotiable instrument act that the validity of promissory note and whether it is binding on x and m to yahan par answer hai that The present problem relates to section 26 of the Negotiable Instrument Act 1881. As per section 26, a minor may draw, endorse, deliver, and negotiate any negotiable instrument. In other words, an instrument drawn, accepted, endorsed, or negotiated by a minor is not void. All the parties except the minor shall be bound on such negotiable instrument. Thus, a minor is not liable on a negotiable instrument, even though he may be the maker, drawer, and a drawee, acceptor, or endorser. In the given case, X and M are the joint promisors of a promissory note payable to P. This is valid promissory note. Okay, since M is minor, he is not liable on the promissory note. However, X is liable. तो अगली हेडिंग है लाइबिलिटी ऑफ अ बैंकर इन केस ऑफ अ चेक क्रॉस नॉट नेगोशिएबल तो क्वेश्चन टेन हमारा बताता है कि एम मिस्टर एम नहीं मिस्टर क्लेवर मिस्टर क्लेवर ऑप्टेन्स फ्रॉडलेंटली फ्रॉम जे अ चेक क्रॉस नॉट नेगोशिएबल ही लेटर ट्रांसफर्स द चेक टू डी हु गेट्स द चेक इन कैश फ्रॉम ए बैंक विच इज नॉट द ड्रॉई बैंक जे ऑन कमिंग टू नो अबाउट द फ्रॉडलेंट एक्ट ऑफ मिस्टर क्लेवर सूज ए बैंक फॉर रिकवरी ऑफ मनी Examine with the reference to the relevant provision of the Negotiable Instrument Act, 1881, whether J will be successful successful in his claim. Would your answer be still the same in case Mr. X Clever, or Mr. Clever, does not transfer the check and gets the check in cash from ABC Bank himself? Answer though. So uh, the answer is that the given problem relates to Section 131, yani 131, read with Section 130 of the Negotiable Instrument Act, 1881. 
as per section 130 the title of a person who accepts a check containing not negotiable crossing that is the endorsee shall not be better than the title of the person from whom he accepted such a check that is the endorser therefore if the title of endorser of a check is defective the title of endorsee shall also be defective in other words the transferee gets only the rights of the transferor as per section 131 the collecting banker shall not be liable for any loss caused to the true owner where it collects a check deposited by a customer and subsequently it is discovered that customer did not have a valid title to the check however the protection is available to the collecting banker only if the following conditions are satisfied or condition a number mein char pehli condition the protection is available only if the collection collecting banker acts as an agent of its customer if a collecting banker does not receive the amount of a check as an agent where he receives the amount of the check for itself for example where the collecting banker discounts a check he shall not enjoy any protection dusri baat the protection is available only in case of collection of cross check teesri baat the protection is available only if collecting banker has acted in good faith aur chauthi baat the protection is available only if the collecting banker has acted without any negligence thus the banker is liable for any loss caused to the true owner of the check if the circumstances were such as would naturally arouse the suspicion but the collecting banker failed to make any inquiries uske baad yahan par likha hai that in the given problems mr clever obtains a check from mr j by fraud so the title of mr clever is defective since the check is crossed not negotiable no transferee shall get a better title than that of the transferor the issue raised in the problem are answered in two aspects pehla in the first case mr clever negotiates the check to mr d the title of mr d to whom the check is transferred by mr clever having defective title shall also be defective mr d collected the amount by the check from abc bank since the check is crossed not negotiable the abc bank ought to have refused the collection of the check containing an endorsement in other words abc bank has acted negligently since it has collected a check containing an endorsement and not negotiable crossing thus abc bank has collected the check at his own risk accordingly mr j can recover the amount of the check from abc bank in the second case mr clever instead of transferring the check has deposited the check with abc bank for collection since abc bank has merely acted as a collection banker it is entitled to the protection available to a collecting banker collecting banker it is entitled to the protection available to a collecting banker under section 131 accordingly abc bank is not liable to mr j provided that he has acted it has acted in a good faith and without any negligence तो यहाँ पे अगला हमारा जो सब हेड आ रहा है वो है वेदर अ पर्सन एक्वायरिंग अ बिल फ्रॉम होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स कैन क्लेम पेमेंट इफ ही हैज नॉलेज ऑफ द फ्रॉड तो क्वेश्चन 11 कहता है कि ए ऑप्टेन्स बी इज एक्सेप्टेंस टू अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज बाय फ्रॉड ए इंडोसेज इट टू सी हु टेक्स इट एज अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स सी इंडोसेज द बिल टू एक्स हु नोज ऑफ द फ्रॉड डिसाइड गिविंग रीजन वेद एक्स गेट अ गुड टाइटल टू द बिल तो यहाँ पर इसी क्वेश्चन को दूसरे तरीके से उन्होंने ऐसे पूछा है कि ए ऑप्टेन्स बी एक्सेप्टेंस to a bill of exchange by fraud a endorses it to c who is the holder in due course c endorses the bill to x who knows of the fraud referring to the provision of the negotiable instrument act 1882 decide whether x can recover the money from b in the given case to answer the present problem relates to section 58 read with section 53 of negotiable instrument act 1881 so on such negotiable instrument a person 
Under Section 81, a person who obtains a negotiable instrument by fraud cannot recover anything on such negotiable instrument. However, if he transfers the negotiable instrument, the transferee can enforce the payment of such negotiable instrument against all the prior parties. If he is a holder in due course, thus a holder in due course acquires a title free from all defects. In other words, no prior party can claim against the holder in due course that the negotiable instrument had been lost or was obtained from him by unlawful means or by fraud or unlawful consideration. Section 53 is uh, grants protection to a holder who obtain a negotiable instrument from a holder in due course. As per section 53, a holder who derives the title from a holder in due course has the same right as that of a holder in due course. In other words, a person who acquires a negotiable instrument from holder in due course gets the negotiable in instrument free from all defects, even though he had knowledge of defect in the title of some prior party. Provided he himself was not a party to such defect. Thus, once a negotiable instrument passes through the hands of the holder in due course, it has purged, yani cured, of all its defect. So, in the given case, we can understand that B's acceptance to bill is obtained by a fraud, then A endorses the bill to C, who is the holder in due course. Subsequently, C endorses the bill to X, who has knowledge of the fraud, but is not a party to the fraud. Since C is a holder in due course, his title is free from defect in title of A. Similarly, X, who obtains the bill from C is also a holder in due course, C was a holder in due course, shall get the bill free from defect in the title of A since he was not a party to the fraud on B. It is immaterial that X had the knowledge of fraud committed by A on X, therefore B has the right to recover the payment of such bill from all the prior parties. Whether a party to a fraud can claim payment of a bill negotiated to him by a holder in due course. So question 12 tells X by inducing. Y obtains a bill of exchange from his fraudulently in his ex favor. Later, he enters into a commercial deal and endorses the bill to Z towards the consideration to him for the deal. Z takes the bill as a holder in due course. Z subsequently endorses the bill to X for the value as consideration to X for some other deal. On maturity, the bill is dishonored. X sues Y for the recovery of the money. With reference to the provision of Negotiable Instrument Act, decide whether X will succeed in the given case. So here is the answer hai, that the given problem relates to section 58 read with section 53 of Negotiable Instrument Act 1881. So as per section 58, a person who obtains a negotiable instrument by fraud cannot recover anything on such negotiable instrument. However, if he transfers the negotiable instrument, the transferee can enforce the payment of such negotiable instrument against all prior parties. If he is a holder in due course, does a holder in due course acquires the title free from all defects. In other words, no prior party can claim against a holder in due course that the negotiable instrument had been lost or was obtained from unlawful means or by fraud, unlawful consideration. So section 53 grants protection to a holder who obtains a negotiable instrument from a holder in due course. As per section 53, a holder in due course who derives the title from a holder in due course has the same right as that of a holder in due course. So, in other words, a person who acquires a negotiable instrument from a holder in due course gets the negotiable instrument free from all defects, even though he had the knowledge of defect in title of the same prior party, provided he himself was not a party to such defect. Thus, once a negotiable instrument passes through the hands of a holder in due course, it is cured of all the defects. So here X obtained the bill from Y of by unlawful means which is fraud. Subsequently, X transferred the bill to Z who is a holder in due course. Again, Z endorses the bill to X for value. The issue raised is whether X is a holder in due course and whether he is entitled to recover the payment from Y. X has not only the knowledge of the fraud but also he is the party. 
टू द फ्रॉड दे फॉर ही कैन नॉट बी सूट टू हैव एक्वायर्ड द बिल इन गुड फेथ अकॉर्डिंगली ही कैन नॉट बी होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स एंड सो ही इज नॉट इंटाइटल्ड टू रिकवर द पेमेंट ऑफ द बिल फ्रॉम वाई सो लाइबिलिटी ऑफ इंटरमीडिएट पार्टीज इन केस ऑफ नेगोशिएबल नेगोशिएशन बैक तो ये हेडिंग है वैसे तो और अगला इसका हेडिंग है वेदर एक्नोलॉजमेंट ऑफ अ डेट अमाउंट्स टू प्रोमिसरी नोट तो क्वेश्चन फोर्टीन बताते हैं रेफरिंग टू द प्रोविजन ऑफ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट एक्ट एटीन एटी वन सो वी हैव टू एग्जामिन द वैलिडिटी ऑफ प्रोमिसरी नोट ड्रॉन एज आई ओ यू आर सम ऑफ रुपीज वन थाउजेंड एट एल्स पी तो इसका आंसर है एज पर सेक्शन फोर एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट शेल नॉट बी वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट इफ इट इज डन नॉट टू कंटेन एन एक्सप्रेशन प्रोमिस टू पे इन द गिवन केस ए एक्नोलॉजेस टू बी हिज इंडेटनेस ऑफ रुपीज वन थाउजेंड हाउ एवर मेयर एक्नोलॉजमेंट ऑफ इंडेटनेस इज नॉट सफिशियंट टू कॉन्स्टिट्यूट अलिड प्रोमिस नोट ऑल दो यूज ऑफ द वर्ड प्रोमिस और एनी सिमिलर वर्ड इज नॉट रिक्वायर टू कॉन्स्टिट्यूट अलिड प्रोमिस नोट बट द लैंग्वेज यूज टू मो यूज मस्ट शो इधर एन अंडरटेकिंग टू पे और एन अंडरटेकिंग टू पे मे बी फेयरली रिड्यूस फ्रॉम द लैंग्वेज यूज इन द प्रोमिसरी नोट सिंस देर इज नो प्रोमिस टू पे इट इज नॉट अ वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट अगली हेडिंग है हमारी क्वेश्चन नंबर फिफ्टीन के ऊपर कहते हैं वेदर अ प्रोमिसरी नोट और प्रोमिस डिपेंडेंट अपॉन मैरिज विद अ पर्टिकुलर पर्सन इज अ वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट क्वेश्चन नंबर फिफ्टी वन इसे दूसरे तरीके से कह सकते हैं कि एस राइट आई प्रोमिस टू पे बी अम ऑफ रुपीज फाइव हंड्रेड सेवन डेज आफ्टर माई मैरिज विद सी इज दिस अ प्रोमिसरी नोट एज पर सेक्शन फोर एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट शैल नॉट बी अ वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट इफ द प्रोमिस टू पे इज कंडीशनल ठीक है तो अ प्रोमिस टू पे इज नॉट unconditional merely because of the fact that the performance of the promises dependent on an event which is certain to happen even though the time of its occurrence may not be certain in the given case promise to pay money is dependent upon y's marriage with z the promise is conditional since the promise is dependent on marriage of y with z which may not happen in other words the promise is not definite but is conditional that is it is vague and uncertain this promise result in an uncertainty as to obligation to pay therefore it is not valid promissory note क्वेश्चन नंबर 16 में हमारी एक सब हेडिंग है कहते हैं वेदर अ प्रोमिस डिपेंडेंट अपॉन डेथ ऑफ अ वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट कहते हैं या फिर वेदर अ प्रोमिस डिपेंडेंट अपॉन डेथ ऑफ अ पर्सन इज वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट और इसका क्वेश्चन है 16 एक्स प्रोमिस टू पे वाई बाय प्रोमिसिंग नोट अ सम ऑफ रुपीज फाइव डेज आफ्टर द डेथ ऑफ बी स्टेट गिविंग रीजन वेदर द इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट आंसर एज पर सेक्शन फोर A promise to pay is not conditional merely because of the fact that the promise performance of the promise is dependent on an event which is certain to happen even though the time of occurrence may be uncertain in other words the promise to pay is valid if it is subject only to such condition which according to the ordinary experience of mankind is bound to happen in the given case the promise is not conditional but definite since death of b is certain since there is no uncertainty as to obligation to pay the promissory note is valid it is immaterial that the maturity date of promissory note is certain at the time of making the promissory note this promissory note shall mature after the payment of 18 days after the date of b including 3 days of grace to agla hai yahan par whether a promise promise to pay all sums due is a valid promise promissory note to ye question number 17 hai hamara kehte hain x promises to pay y a promissory note Of rupees five hundred, and all other sums due, which shall be due, state giving reason whether the instrument is a valid promissory note. So, its answer is as per section four, an instrument shall not be a valid promissory note if the sum payable is not certain. There is 
uncertainty regarding the value of instrument as it is not clear from the instrument itself as to what money is due from x to y since the amount payable is neither certain nor capable of being made certain this instrument is not a valid promissory note तो अभी तक इसका अगला क्वेश्चन आएगा हमारा सब हेडिंग में वेदर अ प्रॉमिस डिपेंडेंट अपॉन रिटायरमेंट ऑफ अ पार्टनर इज अ वैलिड प्रॉमिसरी नोट सो मिस्टर एक्स प्रोमिस बाय वाई वाई बाय वे ऑफ अ प्रोमिसरी नोट टू पे मिस्टर वाई हिज पार्टनर सम ऑफ रुपीज टेन थाउजेंड इन द इवेंट ऑफ लैटर्स रिटायरमेंट ऑफ द पार्टनरशिप फॉर्म डिसाइड गिविंग रीजन फॉर योर आंसर वेदर द प्रोमिसरी नोट इन द अब केस इज अ वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट तो आंसर कहता है एज पर सेक्शन फोर एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट शैल नॉट बी अ वैलिड प्रोमिसरी नोट इफ द प्रोमिस टू पे इज कंडीशनल However, a promise to pay is not conditional merely because of the fact that the performance of the promise is dependent on an event which is certain to happen even though the time of its occurrence may be uncertain. In other words, the promise to pay is valid if it is subject only to such condition which according to the ordinary experience of mankind is bound to happen. In the given problem, the promise to pay money is dependent upon Y's retirement from the firm before Y which may not happen. Example Y may die before retiring from the firm or the firm may be dissolved before Y retires in other words the promise is not definite but is conditional that is it is vague and uncertain the promise results in an uncertainty as to belong as to obligation to pay therefore it is not a valid promissory note or is part ka question answer series ka ye hamara question 19 last rahega फिर 20 से लेकर 30 हम अगले पार्ट में कवर अप करेंगे तो क्वेश्चन 19 एक बार पढ़ लेते हैं कहता है एसरटेन द डेट ऑफ मेच्योरिटी ऑफ बिल पेबल 100 डेज आफ्टर साइट एंड विच इज प्रेजेंटेड फॉर साइट ऑन फोर्थ मे 2000। एवरी नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट आंसर बता रहा हूँ एवरी नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज पेबल अदरवाइज दे नॉट डिमांड एंड इज एंटाइटल टू थ्री डेज ऑफ प्लेस दस ए नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट पेबल सर्टन पीरियड आफ्टर साइट शैल मच्योर ऑन थर्ड डे आफ्टर द date on which the period of negotiable instrument shall expire the day on which the negotiable instrument is presented for site shall be excluded in the case the day of maturity of negotiable instrument is a public holiday the negotiable instrument shall mature on the next preceding business day or to is given case mein hum ye realize karenge that the bill is presented on site on 4th may 2000 it is payable 100 days after site the date of drawing the bill which is 4th may 2000 shall be excluded the remaining number of days in the month of may 2027 the number of day in the month of june and july are 30 and 31 respectively thus 100 days shall be over on 12th august 2000 3 days of grace shall be added to 12th august thus arriving at 15th august but since 15th august is a public holiday the bill shall mature for payment on 14th august 2000 fir uske baad hai effect of presentation of a promissory note after मच्योरिटी डेट ये हमारा क्वेश्चन ट्वेंटी है क्वेश्चन ट्वेंटी हम अगली वीडियो में कवर करेंगे ठीक है पार्ट टू से हाय फ्रेंड्स हम स्टार्ट कर रहे हैं इंस्ट्रूमेंट विदाउट कंसल्टेशन सेक्शन फोर्टी थ्री और जो कि है अंडर सब हेड है इंस्ट्रूमेंट ऑप्टेन इलीगली का जिसमें स्टोलन इंस्ट्रूमेंट इंस्ट्रूमेंट ऑप्टेन बाई क्वेश्चन फ्रॉड इंस्ट्रूमेंट ऑप्टेन फॉर अनलॉफुल कंसिड्रेशन फोर्ज इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स और इंस्ट्रूमेंट विदाउट कंसिड्रेशन और इस तरीके से अगर लिया जाए तो इन एंड अराउंड कई एग्जाम्पल्स आते हैं इफ आई काउंट दैम ऑल दे वुड बी मोर दे आर अराउंड सेवन नॉट अराउंड सेवन दे आर एग्जैक्टली सेवन तो इंस्ट्रूमेंट विदाउट सेक्शन फोर्टी थ्री तो यहाँ पर मैं आप लोगों को ये बताना चाहता हूँ कि जो इट इज़ डन इन टू बिहाफ्स विच इज़ एज बिटवीन द इमीडिएट 
parties. An instrument made drawn, accepted or endorsed or transferred without consideration creates no obligation of payment between the parties of instruments. Or, uske baad, example do to, if a promissory note is delivered by the maker to the payee as a gift, it cannot be enforced against the maker of the by the payee. Similarly, if the consideration fails, there is no obligation on the part of the parties to pay. Example batao, X make a note in favor of Y in anticipation of Y supplying a bale of cotton. Y fails to deliver the cotton bale and hence cannot claim payment from X. Or a core example hello. A holder of a bill transfers it to B without consideration, B transfers it to C without consideration, C transfers it to D for value, D transfers it to E without consideration. The immediate parties A, B, B, C, C, D, D, E, B, C, E cannot recover the amount for the immediate prior parties. That is A, B, D respectively because of absence of consideration. So as between remote parties, if the bill is in the hand of a holder in due course who obtained it for consideration, he and his subsequent holder who whether got it for consideration or not cannot can get payment on the instrument from the transfer of consideration or from any party, prior party there too. Okay? So, example So, in the above example, E can recover the amount of bill from ABC in the same manner as D would have got. Because D is holder for value. E gave no value for the bill and A received no consideration. Makes no difference. E cannot get any amount from D. The immediate prior party because of the absence of consideration. Dusra rule is, another rule is that if there is partial absence of failure of consideration, the party standing in immediate relation into each other can not recover more than the actual consideration but this is not so in case of a holder in due course. Examples is a draws a bill on B okay, for rupees 500, payable to order of A. So B accepts the bill, <coughs> but subsequently dishonors it by non-payment. A sues B. Now, the bill is accepted, it is not going to pay. So, the drawing is not going to pay. A sues B on the bill. B proves that it was accepted for value as to rupees 400 and as an accommodation to A for rupees 100, A can only recover rupees 400. But if this bill gets into the hand of a holder, into the hand of a holder in due course, he can recover the full amount of rupees 500. Agla point karenge instrument acquired after dishonor section 59. The holder in due course is not affected by the defect of title of the transferor, but it is not so in the case of a holder who acquires the instrument after dishonor. Such holder has, as against the other parties, only the rights thereon of his transferor. So, first of all, instrument acquired after maturity, section 59, the holder of an overdue instrument <coughs> 2 is affected by the defect in title of the transferor. As per section 60, an instrument, <coughs> an instrument may be negotiated. Okay. Until payment thereof by the maker, drawee or acceptor at or after maturity but not after such payment. So check ki baat karenge section 6 mein definition kehta hai. A check is a bill of exchange drawn on a specified banker 
and not expressed to be payable otherwise than on demand and it includes the electronic image of a truncated check and a check in the electronic form pehli explanation pe aate hain a check in electronic form means a check which contains the exact mirror image of a paper check and is generated written and signed in a secure system ensuring the minimum safety standards with, uh, with the use of digital signature with or without biometric signature and asymmetric crypto system a truncated check ka matlab kya hota hai it means a check which is truncated during the course of clearing cycle truncated ko spelling mein aap logon ko bata deta hu you can just write it down in case if you do not know t r u n c a t e d truncated although it is pronounced like truncate truncate okay so truncate means make shorter as if by cutting off theek hai to ya fir aap keh sakte ho terminating abruptly by having or as if having an end point or cut off so terminating abruptly matlab jo khatam kar diya jaye use terminate bola jata hai to truncating check wahi hota hai during the course of clearing cycle either by clearing house or by bank whether paying or receiving the amount immediately on the generation of an electric electronic image for transmission substituting the further physical movement of the check in writing ek explanation bata do चेक की सेक्शन सिक्स में वैसे कई दो दो एक्सप्लेनेशन है फॉर द पर्पज ऑफ दिस सेक्शन द एक्सप्रेशन क्लियरिंग हाउस मीन्स द क्लियरिंग हाउस मैनेज बाय रिजर्व बैंक ऑफ इंडिया और क्लियरिंग हाउस रिकोगनाइज एज सच बाय रिजर्व बैंक ऑफ इंडिया ठीक है तो चेक होता क्या है जी फिर से इट इज़ अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज विद टू एडिशनल क्वालिफिकेशन पहला इट इज़ ऑलवेज ड्रॉन अपॉन अ स्पेसिफाइड बैंकर एंड इट इज़ ऑलवेज पेबल ऑन डिमांड so it must have all the essential element of a bill of exchange but it does not require acceptance as it is intended for immediate payment the difference between a bill of exchange and a check kya hota hai a bill of exchange may be drawn on any person including a banker but a check is always drawn on a banker thus all the bills are not check whereas all checks are necessarily bills a bill requires acceptance but a check does not a bill is entitled to 3 days of grace provided it is not expressed to be payable on a demand a check is not entitled to any days of grace theek hai uske baad waise all in all no differences hain a check is always payable on demand where a bill may be payable on demand or after the expiry of certain period after the date or site presentment for payment in case of a bill if not made discharges the drawer of the bill but if it is not so in case of a drawer or of a check he is discharged only to the extent of damage if any suffered by him a check may be crossed but not a bill a check does not require any stamp which a bill requires the payment of a check may be countermanded that is stopped by drawer but the payment of a bill cannot be stopped a check is not required to be noted or protested for dishonor a bill may be noted or protested for dishonor ab hum baat karenge types of check ki aur fir do check hote hain open check aur cross check to such a check is payable open check is payable in cash across the counter of roy bank it is hold if its holder loses it its finder may go and get payment thus it is quite risky cross checks kya hote hain 
such a check is not payable in cash across the counter of Troy Bank. Thus, it is quite a bit safe. The payment of cross-check can be obtained only through collecting banker. Crossing is a direction to the Troy Banker to make payment to a banker or a particular banker only. Okay. Types of crossing. General crossing. Now, crossing is also type of crossing. So, general crossing, I will General crossing section 123. Such parallel transverse lines. Okay. So, I have made a book. Parallel transverse lines are drawn across the face of the check. It may contain the words and company not negotiable. Not negotiable and company N oblique N and company it may be without any words also. Okay. So, it is word or company or not negotiable. According to section 126, a generally cross check is paid by drawer banker only when it is presented by a banker. Special Crossing Section 124 Where a check bears across its face an addition of the name of a banker either with or without the words not negotiable the check is deemed to be crossed especially the payment of such a check can be obtained only through the particular banker whose name appears across the face of the check or between the transverse line if any Section 126 The banker on whom it is drawn shall not pay it otherwise than to the banker to whom it is crossed or his agent for collection Section 127 where a check is crossed specially to more than one banker except when crossed to an agent, agent of collecting banker for the purpose of collection, the banker on whom it is drawn shall refuse payment thereof. restrictive crossing In this account, pay words are added to the general or special crossing. It is a direction to the collecting banker to credit the amount collected to the account of the pay. Such checks are negotiable, but the liability of collecting banker is enhanced in case he credits the proceed of a check. So, cross to any person other than the pay and the endorsement in favor of last pay is proved first. The banker will be held guilty of negligence in such a case and will not be entitled to the protection given under Section 131. Section 131 says, a banker who has in good faith and without negligence received payment for a customer of check crossed generally or specially to himself shall not in case of title of the check proves defective incur any liability to the true owner of the check by reason only of having received such payment so thus in case of restrictive crossing the collecting banker must act like a good blood hound and make proper inquiries as to the title of the last endorsee whether endorsement is in his favor is genuine or not from the original payee named in the check before collecting an account payee cross check in his is that is the last endorse account. These do not affect the paying banker who is under no duty to ascertain that check in the fact has been collected for the account of the person named as the payee. Ab, but where the check is also crossed, especially the paying banker must make payment only to the bank named the crossing. Not negotiable crossing section 130. A person taking a check crossed generally or specially, bearing in either case the words not negotiable, shall not have and shall not be capable of giving a better title to the check than that which the person from whom he took it had. When the words not negotiable are added on a cross check, then it means that the title of the transferee 
of such a check cannot be better than that of its transferor. Thus, a person takes it at his own risk. The object of non-negotiable crossing is to afford protection to the holder of a drawer or of a check because even if such a check goes to wrong hands and from there it is transferred to a holder in due course, the true owner will not lose his claim against such an endossee. Thus, an endossee of such a cross-check must not accept the check unless he knows the endorser very well and is convinced about his saving is he is having a good title thereto. The use of the word not negotiable does not render the check non-negotiable but only affects one of the main features of negotiability. Okay. In normal crossing, in case of any dispute, it is the transferor with the defective title who is liable and the holder in due course gets the instrument free from all defects existing in the title of transferor. But in case of not negotiable crossing, the holder in due course does not get any better title than what the transferor had. If the transferor had defective title, the title of the holder in the due course also becomes defective. Therefore, he'll have to refund the amount of the check to the true owner. In other words, the principle of the name, nemo dat code non habit, that is nobody can pass on a title better than what he have, what he himself has, will be applicable to a check with such a crossing. Now let's go to examples. Okay? So I'll give an example. W drew a check, crossed, not negotiable, in blank and handed it to its clerk to fill in the amount and the name of the pay. The clerk inserted a sum in excess of her authority and delivered the check to P in payment of a debt of her own. Held, the clerk had no title to the check and as such P had no better title and therefore W was not liable. Okay. So, and after that, X by means of fraud obtained from Y a check crossed, not negotiable and got it cashed at a bank other than the Troy bank. So he might have got discounted at some other bank. Y sued the bank for conversion. As per section 130, if the holder has good title, he can still transfer it with a good title. But if the transferor has a defective title, the transferee is affected by such defects and he cannot claim the right of a holder in due course by proving that he purchased the trans instrument in good faith and for value. As X has obtained the check by fraud, he had no title to it and could not give to the bank any title to the check or the money and the bank would be liable to the amount of the check for conversion. A similar decision was held in Great Western Railway Company versus London and Country Bank Company. Who may cross a check? To pehla hai drawer, fir hai holder or fir hai last mein hamare banker. Drawer, he may do so generally or specially. The holder, as per section 125, if a check is not crossed, the holder may cross it generally or specially. If it is crossed generally, it may be crossed specially. He may add the words not negotiable. Banker, banker bhi check ko cross kar sakta hai. As per section 125, where a check is crossed specially, the banker to whom it is crossed may again cross it specially to another banker, his agent of a collection. To hum baat karte hai, payment in due course section 10 ki. It means payment in accordance with the apparent tenor in good faith and without negligence. The person who receives the payment is entitled to receive the payment. So it must satisfy the following conditions. Now we are going to payment in due course section 110. Ki. 
So it means a payment in accordance with the apparent tenor, in good faith and without negligence. The person who receives the payment is entitled to receive the payment. So, but it must satisfy the following condition. Belly, it must be in accordance with the apparent tenor of the instrument. It means that what it appears on the face of the instrument to be the intention of the parties must be followed. The payment cannot be made before the date of maturity. The payment must be made by or on behalf of the acceptor. It must be made in currency, note or check only. Third, the person to whom payment is made should possess the instrument and should be entitled to receive the payment. Suppose the instrument is payable to a particular person or order and is not endorsed by him. Payment to any person in actual possession of the instrument in such a case will not amount to payment in due course. However, in the event of the instrument being payable to bearer or endorsed in blank to a person who possesses the instrument is, in the absence of suspicious circumstances, payment in due course. Nagliwa Chauthi, the payment should be made in good faith, without negligence and under bona fide circumstances. If the person making the payment believe that the person receiving the payment is not the right man entitled to receive the payment, then such a payment will not be payment in due course. A bill payable to the bearer gets stolen and comes in the hands of a thief, but when presented, the payer does not know that the person holding the bill is not entitled to receive the payment. If he makes the payment, it will be payment in due course because the payer had no ground to believe him as thief. He was the bearer and hence entitled to receive the payment. If a check bears forged signature means copied signature of a drawer and the drawy banker does not take necessary care, then it will not make payment in due course. Abhambadkarte liability of a drawy of checks, section 31. The drawy of a check having sufficient funds of the drawer in his hands properly applicable to the payment of such check must pay the check when duly required. So to do and in default of such payment must compensate the drawer for any loss or damage caused by such default. If there is an any agreement between the drawer and the banker that the former shall not draw more than one check every week, the banker is not bound to pay the second check. The banker must pay the check only when he is duly required to do so. If any trustee opens an account, the banker is entitled to refuse to pay checks drawn for purpose other than the, those of the trust. The liability of the banker for wrongful refusal to pay a check is only towards the drawer and not towards the payee of the check. The payee has no right of action against the banker. He can hold the drawer liable in damages for breach of contract. So, when may a banker dishonor a customer's check? So, he may do so in following cases. Mein, around 13 cases we are going Where the banker does not have sufficient funds to credit of the customer, if two checks of rupees two fifty each are presented at one time and the banker has rupees four ninety in the account of the customer, he may dishonor both of the checks. Okay, where the funds to the credit are not applicable on the payment of the check, example when the money is held in trust, when the check is ambiguous or of doubtful legality. When the check is mutilated, where it is irregular or materially altered, where it is not duly presented, where the customer's signature does not agree with the specimen's signature, where the checks are post-dated, the bankers cannot make the payment before ostensible date of the check. 
If he does and the customer countermands the payment or issues another check bearing a prior date and it is dishonored because the funds have depleted, the banker is liable to the customer in damages. Where the check has become stale, okay, where the account is in joint names of a few person but they have not all signed the check, where the banker has claimed damage, has a claim for a set off on the funds of the customer and the check is for an amount in excess of the balance above the claim or if a check is undated. So in sub cases, we have In sub cases, we check dishonor. Around 13 cases, we have discussed. Then, a banker must dishonor a customer's check in the following case. Dishonor or customer's check, we have talked about. And we are talking about the same case. When a customer becomes insolvent or an order of adjudication has been made against him, the reason for this is that all the assets of insolvent vest in the official receiver or assignee. Also, when the customer countermands or stop payment, he should dishonor the check. When the banker receives notice of customer's death, he should dishonor the check. When he receives a notice of customer's insanity, when a legal order or a garnishing order attaching or otherwise dealing with the money in the banker's hand is received by the bankers, when the customer give notice to the banker to close the account, when the customer give notice of assignment of the credit balance of the account, when the banker suspects or has reason to believe that the title of the person presenting the check is defective, when the holder gives a notice of loss of check to the drawee banker, the banker may however insist the holder should obtain a countermand from the drawer. Protecting of the Collecting Banker Section 131 So how could you uh, what are the protection available for the banker who is clearing the checks? A banker who has in good faith and without negligence received payment for a customer of a check cross generally or especially to himself does in any case the title to the check proves defective inca liability to the true owner of the check by reason only of having received such payment. Where a banker collects payment on a cross check for his customer, he is protected. If the customer's title to the check turns out to be defective and he would not be liable to the true owner for conversion. But there are conditions. And how many conditions are there? Four. First, that the collecting banker act in good faith and without negligence. Second, it receives payment of cross checks for a customer to make a person customer of a bank. It is essential that there must be some sort of account, either a deposit or a current account. That it acts as an agent for collecting for the customer. The section will be restricted to the case where the banker is acting as an agent for collection but not to a case where the banker is himself the holder. Example, if a customer had overdrawn his account with a bank and checks was paid to extinguish the overdrawn account. It was held that the bank was a holder of the check for value and not mere agent for collection. Fourth point that the protection applies to the cross checks and that the check must have been crossed before it gets into the hands of the collection collecting banker. Explanation 1 to section 131. A banker receives payment of a cross check for a customer within the meaning of his section notwithstanding that he credits his customer account with the amount of the check before receiving payment thereof explanation 2 to section 131 
it shall be the duty of the bank to receive payment based on electronic image of truncated truncated ka matlab bata chuka abruptly stopped check held with him to verify the prima facie genuineness of the check check to be truncated and any fraud forgery or tampering apparent on the face of the instrument that can be verified with the due diligence and ordinary care ab hum baat karne ja rahe hain bouncing of checks ke bare mein checks bounce kaise hote hain to a check is said to be bounced or dishonored by non payment when the drawee of the check makes default in payment upon being duly required to pay the same theek hai to ensure better discipline in the matter of circulation and payment of checks the negotiable instrument act 1881 has been amended the major amendment is in insertion of a new chapter chapter number uh, 17 in the negotiable instruments act whose heading is penalty in case of dishonor of certain check for insufficiency of fund in accounts the chapter comprises five sections section 138 to section 142 the salient feature are as follows section 138 tells dishonor of a check for insufficiency insufficiency etc of funds in the account where the check drawn by a person on an account maintained by him with the banker for payment of any amount of the money to another person from out of that account for the discharge in whole or in part of any debt or any other liability is returned by the bank unpaid either because of the amount of money standing to the credit of account as insufficient to honor the check or that it exceeds the amount arranged to be paid from the account by an arrangement within the bank such person shall be deemed to have committed an offence and shall without prejudice to any other provision of this act be punished with imprisonment for a term which may extend to 2 years or with a fine which may extend to twice the amount of the check or with both okay so this thing is very strict and has to be learned because now if check gets bounced you could go to jail for 2 years provided that nothing contained in this section shall apply unless unless conditions three conditions are fulfilled first the check should have been presented to the bank within a period of 6 months from the date on which it is drawn or within the period of its validity whichever is earlier the pay of the holder in due course of a check should have made a demand for the payment of the said amount of money by giving a notice in writing to the drawer of the check within 13 days of the receipt of information by him or from the bank regarding the return of the check unpaid the drawer of such check should have failed to make payment of the said amount of the money to the pay or the holder in due course of the check within 15 days of the receipt of the said notice section 139 mein kuch presumptions hain kya it shall be presumed unless the contrary is proved that the holder of such check received the check of nature referred to in section 138 for the discharge in whole or in part of any debt or any other liability this presumption can be rebutted only by the person who drew this check section 140 pe aa rahe defense which may not be allowed in any prosecution under section 138 kehte hai it shall not be a defense in prosecution for an offense under section 138 that the drawer had no reason to believe when he issued the check that the check may be dishonored on the presentment of the reason stated in that section section 141 subsection 1 padhenge offenses by companies if the person committing an offense under the fo stated provision is a company 
the company itself as well as every person who was in charge and was responsible to, <coughs> to the company for conduct of business of company shall be deemed to be guilty of offence and shall be liable to be proceed against proceeded against and punished accordingly but a person will not be liable in case where he proves that the offence was committed without his knowledge or that he had exercised all due diligence to prevent the commission of such offence section 141 subsection 2 kehte notwithstanding notwithstanding matlab hota hai without caring anything contained in subsection 1 where any offence under the act has been committed by a company and it is proved that the offence has been committed with the consent or the connivance or is attributable to any neglect on the part thereof and any director manager secretary or other official officer shall also be deemed to be guilty of that offence and shall be liable to be proceeded against and punished accordingly section 142 kehta hai cognizance of offences notwithstanding anything contained in the code of criminal procedure 1973 no court should shall take cognizance of any offence punishable under section 138 except upon a complaint in writing made by the payee or as the case may be the holder in due course of the check such complaint is made with within one month of the date on which the case of action arises under clause c of the proviso to section 138 provided that a cognizance of complaint may be taken by the court after the prescribed period if the complaint satisfies the court that he had sufficient cause for not making a complaint within such period the pay or the holder in due course of the check dishonored should have made a written complaint of, of the offence to a court not inferior to that of metropolitan magistrate or first class judicial magistrate theek hai ab yahan par kuch important points hain jin pe aap dhyan doge pehla check should have been dishonored due to insufficiency of fund standing on the credit of the account on which the check was drawn dusri baat on for the reasons that the amount of the check drawn on the account exceeds the sanctioned limit of overdraft to dusri baat mein hai the check should have been issued by the drawer in favor of another person for the discharge of legally enforceable debt or other liability in whole or in part therefore when any check issued for meeting social obligations such as charity marriage presents birthday gifts etc is dishonored for wants of fund the drawer would not be deemed to have committed an offense teesri baat In the case of dishonor of a postdated check the aforesaid period of 6 month has to be counted from the date mentioned in the check because such a check becomes check only when it becomes payable on demand in a land panchi chauthi baat in a landmark judgment the supreme court has held that a person who gives a stop payment instruction to his bank immediately after issuing a check against a debt or liability cannot escape prosecution panchi baat an offence in terms of section 138 is committed even if the check is returned on the ground of closure of account chatiba there is nothing in section 138 to hold that the pay alone can file a complaint satvibat only the dates which the check bear are relevant dates and on those dates they would assume the character of check atvibat it is well settled that there is no restriction regarding the number of times a check can be presented and that every subsequent representation and dishonor gives rise to fresh cause of action for filing complaints ninth thing the period of sending the notice demand 
demanding payment is to be a reckoned from the date of receipt of intimation of dishonor on the last presentation and it is on the basis of the action alone a complaint would be maintainable to comply with the clause b of the provision to section 138 it is not at all necessary for the pay to specify any time the notice for making payment 11 thing consequently upon the failure of the drawer to pay the money within the period of 15 days as envisaged under clause c of the provision to section 138 the liability of the drawer for being prosecuted for the offence he has committed arises and the period of 1 month for filing the complaint under section 142 is to be reckoned means started accordingly 12 point so long as the period of notice does not expire there can be no cause of action with the pay to make the drawer liable criminally 13th and the last point once a cause of action has arisen the limitation will begin to run and it could not be stopped by presenting a check again so as to have a fresh cause of action and fresh limitation on each presentation of the check and its dishonor a fresh right and not cause of action accrues in his favor in an appeal in the case of sadanandan bhandaran bhadran versus madhavan sunil kumar the supreme court held that the pay of a check cannot initiate prosecution for an offence under section 138 of the act for bouncing of the check for second time if he had not initiated such a prosecution on earlier cause of action which arose in his favor as a result of his earlier notice in writing duly given to the drawer for the first dishonor of the check the judge observed that there could not be more than one cause of action in respect of single check therefore the holder or payee of a check cannot initiate prosecution for an offence under section 138 for its dishonor for second time if had not initiated such prosecution on the earlier cause of action theek hai to ji pehli baar check ho tabhi kya bhej do notice to difference between a bill of exchange and promissory note और भी हम कई ऐसी ज़रूरी डेफिनेशंस पढ़ने जा रहे हैं उसके बाद तीन चार पेजेस के बाद ये हो जाएगा चैप्टर ख़त्म देन वील बी स्टार्टिंग आउट विथ सम क्वेश्चंस विच आर टोटली बेस्ड अपॉन सम केस स्टडीज ठीक है तो चलिए शुरू करते हैं डिफरेंस बिटवीन अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज एंड प्रोमिसरी नोट नाउ वी आर कमिंग अप टू डिफरेंसेज बिटवीन बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज एंड प्रोमिसरी नोट सो दे आर ट्वेल्व डिफरेंसेज फर्स्ट इट इज अ नोट There are two parties in a bill of exchange. There are three. Okay. A note contains a promise. Bill of exchange contains an order. Maker of note is a debtor. The drawer of bill is creditor. Okay. And drawer is debtor. And uh, drawer is also called the maker of bill. And the maker of note is debtor. Okay. The fourth point. Payment in a note. cannot be conditionally promised in a bill acceptance can be conditional with the consent of the holder the liability of a maker of a note is primary the liability of the drawer of a bill is secondary and conditional as per section 30 he will pay only on dishonor provided notice of dishonor is given to the drawer a note cannot be made payable to the maker himself in a bill the drawer and payee can be one and the same person <coughs> Seventh, a note requires no acceptance. A bill payable after sight or after certain period must be accepted by the drawer before it is presented for 
payment. Eighth, a note cannot be drawn payable to the bearer, whereas a bill can be so drawn. Bill cannot be drawn payable to the bearer on demand. Ninth, the maker of a note has immediate relation with the pay and that of a bill has with the acceptor. Certain provisions like presentment for acceptance, acceptance, acceptance of honor, bill and sets apply to bills but not to notes. Eleventh, in case of a dishonor of bill, due notice of dishonor must be given to all the prior parties. But in case of a note, no such notice is to be given to the maker. Foreign bill must be protested for dishonor when such protest is required by the law of the place where they are drawn. No such protest is required in the case of note. Ab agli baar ki shuruat hum karenge dishonor of negotiable instrument non-payment section 92 aur fir baaki kai section 85 sub section 1 jaise section 40 aur bhi kuch aur topics cover karenge that would be in the next lecture which I think would rarely be of how many minutes let's say 5 or 6 minutes or so uske baad 7th part hoga hamara questions ke upar थैंक यू हाई गाइज नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स एक्ट पार्ट टू से स्टार्ट करने जा रहे हैं ओके सो क्वेश्चन नंबर ट्वेंटी है हमारा और हेडिंग है इफेक्ट ऑफ प्रेजेंटेशन ऑफ अ प्रोमिसरी नोट आफ्टर मच्योरिटी डेट ठीक है तो मैं शुरू करता हूँ सबसे पहले क्वेश्चन ट्वेंटी से कहता है प्रोमिसरी नोट डेटेड फर्स्ट फेब्रवरी टू थाउजेंड वन पेबल टू मंथ्स आफ्टर डेट वॉज प्रेजेंटेड टू द मेकर फॉर पेमेंट टेन डेज सॉरी 10 डेज आफ्टर मेच्योरिटी वॉट इज द डेट ऑफ मेच्योरिटी एक्सप्लेन विद रेफरेंस टू द रेलिवेंट प्रोविजन ऑफ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट एक्ट एटीन एटी वन वेदर द इंडोसर एंड द मेकर विल बी डिस्चार्ज बाई रीजन ऑफ सास्टीले तो आंसर है एवरी नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट विच इज पेबल अदरवाइज देन ऑन डिमांड इज एंटाइटल टू थ्री डेज ऑफ ग्रेस दस अ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट पेबल ऑन सर्टन पीरियड आफ्टर डेट शैल मेच्योर ऑन द थर्ड डे आफ्टर द डेट ऑन विच द पीरियड ऑफ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट शैल एक्सपायर The day on which the negotiable instrument is drawn shall be excluded. If a promissory note is not presented for payment, all the parties except the maker of the promissory note shall be discharged from liability. So, in the given case, the promissory note is dated on first February, first February two thousand one. It is payable two months after date. The date of making the promissory note, which is first February two thousand one, shall be excluded. The period of two months shall be over on first April two thousand one. Three days of grace. Shall be added to first April, thus arriving at fourth April two thousand one. Thus, the promissory note shall mature for payment on fourth April two thousand one. If the promissory note is presented for payment ten days after maturity, all the parties, which is all the endorsers, shall be discharged from the liability. However, the maker shall not be discharged from liability since he is primarily on the promissory note. Okay. So, यहाँ पर उसके बाद अगला क्वेश्चन है हमारा effect of oral acceptance. Oral acceptance without stating the words accepted. So question twenty one says, examine the validity of the following in the light of provision of the Negotiable Instrument Act. An oral acceptance. Acceptance may be by mere signature of the drawee without the addition of the word accepted on negotiable instrument. So these two cases are told. Where the first one, let's say, is oral acceptance, and the second is just a signature where the word accepted on negotiable instrument. ये सब कुछ नहीं लिखा तो आंसर है कि फॉलोइंग आर द एसेंशियल्स फॉर अ वैलिड एक्सेप्टेंस पहला जी एक्सेप्टेंस मस्ट बी इन राइटिंग एंड ओरल एक्सेप्टेंस इज नॉट वैलिड ठीक है दूसरी बात 
a valid acceptance can be made only when it is signed by the drawee. The drawee must sign on the face of the bill or at the back of the bill. Okay, to pay the bill. The signature of drawee on the bill implies that he has assented to the order to pay the bill made to him by the drawer. The drawee must deliver the bill to the holder to give notice of acceptance to the holder. The given problem is answered as follows. Pella, an oral acceptance is not valid since the acceptance must be in writing and sign. Dusri baat, although it is usual to accept the bill by writing the word accepted, yet it is not a necessary condition to make the acceptance valid. In other words, signature made by the drawee on the bill amounts to valid acceptance, even though such signatures are not accompanied by the word accepted. Therefore, the acceptance in the given case is valid. Uske baad aajate hai question number 22 pe, which is on effect of conditional acceptance. To question 2 gata hai, an acceptor accepts a bill of exchange but write on it accepted. But payment will be made when goods delivered to me is sold. Decide the validity. To iska answer ye hai ji, acceptance may be general or qualified. Thik hai? Where the drawee accepts the bill without any qualification or condition is called a general acceptance. However, if the drawee accepts the bill subject to some qualification or condition, it is called qualified acceptance. For example, if the drawee puts a condition that the payment of bill shall be dependent on the happening of an event stated therein, it is called a qualified acceptance. If the drawee gives a qualified acceptance, then the holder may treat the bill as dishonored due to non-acceptance. However, instead of treating the bill as dishonored, the holder has the option to give the consent to the qualified acceptance. But in such a case, all the prior parties who did not consent to qualified acceptance shall be discharged. So, in the given case, the drawee has accepted the bill subjected to the condition that payment shall be made only when goods delivered to him shall be sold. This is qualified acceptance. A qualified acceptance is not ipso facto invalid. Okay? Ipso facto means invalid, but it results in discharge of all prior parties not consenting to the qualified acceptance. However, if the holder rejects the qualified acceptance, the bill shall be deemed to be dishonored and in such a case, the qualified acceptance is treated invalid. So whether alteration to date and addition of words or order to amounts to material alteration. Question number 23 ki, uh, states, uh, question 23 is Basically, state with reason whether there is any material alteration in the following cases. Pella, the holder of bill of exchange alters the date of the instrument, accelerate or prepone the time of payment. So, here I will answer that the drawer of bill of exchange forgets to write the word or order in the bill. Subsequently, the holder of bill of exchange insert these words on the bill. answer ki. So material alteration means an alteration which alters the character or operation of the negotiable instrument. It makes the instrument speak a language other than that was agreed to between the parties of the instrument. That is, it results in alteration of the rights and liabilities of the parties. The given problem is answered as under. So the alteration in date of negotiable instrument results in material alteration. Since the time of payment is altered resulting in a change in right and liabilities of the parties, it is not relevant as to whether the date is prepared or postponed. Or such alteration is beneficial of the prejudicial to a particular party. Thus, a change in date will make the bill invalid. Writing the words or order does not result in alteration of the name of the pay. Since an instrument payable to a particular person as well as an instrument payable to a particular person or to his order are order instruments. Section 50 Since there is no material alteration, the bill remains valid. 
तो अगली हेडिंग है मेरी हमारी वेदर फीलिंग ब्लैंक ऑफ एन इनक्ट इंस्ट्रूमेंट एंड क्रॉसिंग चेक अमाउंट्स टू मटीरियल ऑल्टरेशन तो क्वेश्चन ट्वेंटी फोर पूछता है स्टेट विद रीजन वेदर द फॉलोइंग शैल अमाउंट टू मटीरियल ऑल्टरेशन एंड इनवेलीडेट द इंस्ट्रूमेंट तो पहला केस डी इन पोजिशन ऑफ एन इनक्ट इंस्ट्रूमेंट वेद द अमाउंट हैज नॉट बीन रिटर्न ऑन द इंस्ट्रूमेंट राइट हिमसेल्फ द अमाउंट के इन पोजिशन ऑफ एन अनक्रॉस चेक रिसीव फ्रॉम ए राइट्स पे अकाउंट ओनली ऑन द फेस ऑफ द इंस्ट्रूमेंट तो यहाँ पर आंसर है मटीरियल ऑल्ट्रेशन मीन्स एन ऑल्ट्रेशन विच ऑल्टर्स द कैरेक्टर और ऑपरेशन ऑफ द निगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इट मेक्स द इंस्ट्रूमेंट स्पीक अ लैंग्वेज अदर दैन दैट वॉज एग्रीड टू बिटवीन द पार्टीज टू द इंस्ट्रूमेंट दैट इज इट रिजल्ट इन ऑल्ट्रेशन ऑफ द राइट्स एंड लाइबिलिटीज ऑफ द पार्टीज द गिवन प्रॉब्लम इज आंसर्ड एज अंडर पहला सेक्शन ट्वेंटी ऑथराइजेज टू फिल आई एम सॉरी फॉर दैट तो सेक्शन ट्वेंटी जो है इट ऑथराइजेज अ होल्डर टू फिल इन द ब्लैंक्स ऑफ एन इनक्ट इंस्ट्रूमेंट दे फॉर राइटिंग ऑफ अ डॉक्यूमेंट बाई डी डज नॉट अमाउंट टू मटीरियल ऑल्ट्रेशन एंड सो द निगोशियल बिल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज वैलिड फिर उसके बाद पार्ट सेकेंड कहता है क्रॉसिंग ऑफ चेक इज ऑथराइज बाई निगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट एक्ट एटीन एटी वन द क्रॉसिंग मे बी मेड बाई ड्रॉर हिमसेल्फ और द क्रॉसिंग मे बी मेड बाई द होल्डर आफ्टर इशू ऑफ अ चेक दे फॉर राइटिंग द वर्ड पेज अकाउंट ओनली डज नॉट इन वैलिडेट अ चेक अगली हेडिंग सब हेडिंग है हमारी लाइबिलिटी ऑफ कलेक्टिंग बैंकर एंड पेइंग बैंकर इन केस ऑफ रॉन्गफुल पेमेंट ऑफ अ चेक क्रॉस्ड नॉन नेगोशिएबल तो क्वेश्चन ट्वेंटी फाइव हमारा पूछता है यहां पर क्वेश्चन ट्वेंटी फाइव पे पहला हमारा क्वेश्चन ट्वेंटी फाइव पूछता है कि अ चेक पेबल टू अ बेरर इज क्रॉस्ड जेनरली एंड मार्क्ड नॉट नेगोशिएबल द चेक इज लॉस्ट और स्टोलन एंड कम्स इन टू पोजिशन टू बी हु टेक्स इट इन गुड फेथ एंड गेट्स वैल्यू फॉर इट B deposits the check into his own bank, and the banker presents it and obtains payable for his customer from the bank upon which it is drawn. The true owner of the check claims refund of the amount of the check from B. Discuss the liability of the banker collecting the check, and the banker paying the check, and B to the true owner of the check, referring to the provision of Negotiable Instrument Act, eighteen eighty one. So, its answer they have given. और आंसर को डिस्कस करने के लिए इन्होंने इन एंड अराउंड आठ पॉइंट डिस्कस किए हैं तो मैं आपसे वो शेयर करने जा रहा हूँ ओके सो लेट्स बिगिन तो बात स्टार्ट करेंगे सबसे पहले हम नेगोशिएशन ऑफ अ बेरियर इंस्ट्रूमेंट की तो अ बेरियर इंस्ट्रूमेंट कैन बी नेगोशिएटेड बाय मेयर डिलीवरी दूसरी बात इफेक्ट ऑफ स्टोल एंड नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट तो वेयर अ नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज स्टोल बाय अ पर्सन नो वैलिड डिलीवरी टेक प्लेस and so the negotiable instrument is not negotiated therefore the thief has no right to claim the payment of such negotiable instrument b second may b part hai kehta hai the thief transfers such negotiable instrument to any other person the position shall be as follows the transferee does not get a valid valid title to such negotiable instrument if he is a holder or a holder for consideration aur dusri baat isme judi hui ye hai that the transferee shall have a valid title to, to such negotiable instrument एफ इज अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स थर्ड पॉइंट हमारा है इफेक्ट ऑफ नॉट नेगोशियबल क्रॉसिंग तो इसमें हमारे दो सब पॉइंट्स हैं पहला द पेमेंट ऑफ क्रॉस नॉट नेगोशियबल के नॉट बी मेड एट द काउंटर ऑफ द बैंक दूसरा द टाइटल ऑफ अ पर्सन हु एक्सेप्ट चेक कंटेनिंग नॉट नेगोशियबल क्रॉसिंग दैट इज एंडोसी शैल नॉट बी बेटर देन द टाइटल ऑफ द पर्सन हु फ्रॉम होम ही एक्सेप्टेड सच अ चेक That is the endorser. Therefore, a person obtains a check cross not negotiable from a thief cannot obtain the payment of the check, even though he had acted in good faith. 
दस द ट्रांसफर गेट्स ओनली द राइट ऑफ ट्रांसफर अगली बात पॉइंट फोर प्रोटेक्शन टू कलेक्टिंग बैंकर अ कलेक्टिंग बैंकर शैल बी ग्रांटेड प्रोटेक्शन वेर इट कलेक्ट्स अ चेक फॉर इट्स कस्टमर एंड आफ्टरवर्ड्स इट इज डिस्कवर्ड दैट सच कस्टमर डिड नॉट हैव अ वैलिड टाइटल टू द चेक प्रोवाइडेड द फॉलोइंग कंडीशन आर सेटिस्फाइड पहला अब यहाँ पे चार सब कंडीशन दे रखी हैं पहला है कलेक्टिंग बैंकर एक्ट्स एज एन एजेंट दूसरा चेक इज अ क्रॉस चेक फिर कलेक्टिंग बैंकर एक्ट्स इन गुड फेथ और चौथा कलेक्टिंग बैंकर एक्ट्स विदाउट नेग्लिजेंस छठा पॉइंट है प्रोटेक्टिंग टू पेइंग बैंकर इन केस ऑफ अ चेक क्रॉस जेनरली सेक्शन 126 ये बात बताता है दैट वेर अ चेक इज क्रॉस जेनरली द पेइंग बैंकर डिस्चार्ज इफ द फॉलोइंग कंडीशन आर सेटिस्फाइड दो कंडीशन है जी पहला द पेमेंट इज मेड टू द बैंकर और दूसरा द पेमेंट इज मेड इन ड्यू कोर्स सातवा केस है द गिवन केस हेडिंग ये द गिवन केस तो इन द गिवन केस बी हैज ऑप्टेंड अ क्रॉस चेकड ओके नॉट नेगोशिएबल फ्रॉम अ पर्सन हु हैड नो टाइटल टू द चेक विच इज द फंडर ऑफ द चेक दे फॉर टाइटल ऑफ बी इज ऑल्सो डिफेक्टिव एंड कॉन्सिक्वेंटली ही इज लाइबल टू रीपे द अमाउंट ऑफ द चेक टू द ट्रू ओनर ऑफ द चेक हाउ एवर बी हैज द राइट टू क्लेम द पेमेंट फ्रॉम द पर्सन फ्रॉम होम ही हैड ऑप्टेंड द चेक द पेइंग बैंकर इज नॉट लाइबल इन दिस केस सिंस इट हैड मेड द पेमेंट ऑफ द चेक टू अ बैंकर एंड सच पेमेंट हैज बीन मेड इन ड्यू कोर्स तो कंक्लूजन इस बात का ये है दैट द पेइंग बैंकर इज नॉट लाइबल टू द ट्रू ओनर हाउ एवर मिस्टर बी इज लाइबल टू द ट्रू ओनर ऑफ द चेक अब यहाँ पर आ जाते हैं हम अपने अगली हेडिंग पे कहते हैं लाइबिलिटी ऑफ पेइंग बैंकर एंड कलेक्टिंग बैंकर इन केस ऑफ फोर्ज इंडोसमेंट तो जी ध्यान देने वाली बात यह है दैट द ड्रॉई डी एज इंड्यूस्ड बाई ए टू ड्रॉ चेक इन फेवर ऑफ पी हु इज एन एग्जिस्टिंग पर्सन ए इंस्टेड ऑफ सेंडिंग द चेक टू पी फोजेज हिज नेम एंड पेज द चेक इन टू हिज ओन बैंक वेदर डी कैन रिकवर द अमाउंट ऑफ द चेक फ्रॉम एज बैंक और डिसाइड इस क्वेश्चन को दूसरे तरह से भी पूछ सकता है कैसे ए ए इंड्यूस बाई डी फ्रॉड टू ड्रॉ चेक पेबल टू पी और ऑर्डर ए ऑप्टेन द चेक फोर्स पी इज इंडोसमेंट एंड कलेक्टेड प्रोसीड्स टू द चेक थ्रू हिज बैंकर्स डी द ड्रॉर वॉन्ट्स टू रिकवर द अमाउंट फ्रॉम एज बैंकर डिसाइड द राइट डिसाइड इन द लाइट ऑफ द प्रोविजन ऑफ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट एक्ट एटीन एटी वन वेदर डी द ड्रॉर कैन रिकवर द अमाउंट ऑफ द चेक फ्रॉम एज बैंकर या फिर वेदर पी इज द फिक्टिशियस पे या फिर वुड यू आंसर या वुड यू आंसर बी स्टिल द सेम इन केस पी इज अ फिक्टिशियस पर्सन तो यहाँ पर मैं आपको आंसर देने जा रहा हूँ एंड द आंसर इज लाइक द प्रेजेंट प्रॉब्लम रिलेट्स टू सेक्शन एटी फाइव ऑफ सेक्शन वन थर्टी वन ऑफ द नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट एक्ट एटीन एटी वन वेर एन आई विल बी डिस्कसिंग फोर पॉइंट फर्स्ट प्रोटेक्टिंग टू पे बैंकर इन केस ऑफ अ चेक पेबल टू ऑर्डर सेक्शन एटी फाइव तो जहाँ वेर अ बैंकर पेज अ चेक पेबल टू ऑर्डर विच पपोर्ट्स टू बी इंडोस्ड ऑफ बाय और ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ द पे ही इज डिस्चार्ज फ्रॉम लाइबिलिटी बाई मेकिंग द पेमेंट एंड ड्यू कोर्स इन अदर वर्ड इफ द पेमेंट इज मेड इन ड्यू कोर्स द पेइंग बैंकर शैल नॉट बी लाइबल इवन इफ इट इज सब्सिक्वेंटली फाउंड दैट एनी इंडोसमेंट ऑन द चेक हैज बीन फोर्स्ड दूसरी बात प्रोटेक्शन टू कलेक्टिंग बैंकर सेक्शन वन थर्टी वन अ कलेक्टिंग बैंकर शैल बी ग्रांटेड प्रोटेक्शन वेर इट कलेक्ट्स अ चेक फॉर इट्स कस्टमर्स एंड आफ्टरवर्ड इट इज डिस्कवर्ड दैट सच कस्टमर डिड नॉट हैव अ वैलिड टाइटल टू द चेक प्रोवाइडेड दैट द फॉलोइंग कंडीशन आर सेटिस्फाइड तो चार कंडीशन दे रखी है यहाँ पे पहला द कलेक्टिंग बैंक एक्ट्स एज एन एजेंट दूसरा द चेक इज अ क्रॉस चेक तीसरी बात द कलेक्टिंग बैंक एक्ट्स इन गुड फेथ और चौथी बात द कलेक्टिंग बैंक एक्ट्स विदाउट नेग्लिजेंस दस एज पर सेक्शन वन थर्टी वन ऑन फुलफिलमेंट ऑफ द अब कंडीशन द कलेक्टिंग बैंक शैल नॉट बी लाइबल फॉर एनी लॉस कॉज टू द ट्रू ओनर ड्यू टू डिफेक्टिव टाइटल ऑटो ऑफ द होल्डर 
the protection shall be available to the collecting banker even when the collecting banker credits the customer's account with the amount of the check even before the collecting banker has collected the amount of such check. Teesri baat hai given cases mein. In the given case, D has drawn a check in favor of P. The check was not sent to P but falls in the hand of A. A forges P's endorsement of the check, thereby endorsing the check to himself. In other words, the check appears to be endorsed by P but actually the endorsement made in favor of A has been made by A himself by forging the signature of P. Then A deposits the check in his bank account. So here we have our conclusion. So the collecting banker, that is A's banker, is not liable even though the title of A was defective. Since A, collecting banker is protected as per section 131, P is not a fictitious P since P in fact exists. Even if P was a fictitious person, the collecting banker would not be liable since protection is available to a collecting banker under section 131, irrespective of the fact that the P is a fictitious person or not. So however, the drawer D can recover the amount of the check from A, but the paying banker is not liable if it has made the payment in due course. Agli heading aati hai determination of a date of maturity of a bill payable 120 days after date. So yahaan par kehta hai question 27, ascertain the date of maturity of a bill payable 120 after date. So the bill of exchange was drawn on 1st June 2005. The answer hai, every negotiable instrument in which is payable, which is payable otherwise than on demand is entitled to 3 days of grace. Thus, a negotiable instrument payable certain period after date shall mature on third day after the date on which the period of negotiable instruments shall, ex shall expire. The day on which the negotiable instrument is drawn shall be excluded. In case the day of maturity of a negotiable instrument is a public holiday, the negotiable instrument shall mature on the next preceding business day. In the given case, the bill is dated 1st June 2005. It is payable 120 days after date. The date of drawing the bill, which is 1st June 2005, shall be excluded. The remaining number of days in the month of June, that is uh, 2005, is 29. There are 31 days in each month of July and August. On 29th September, the period of 120 days shall be over. Three days of grace shall be added to 29th September. The period of 120 days shall be over. Three days of grace shall be added on 29th September, thus arriving at 2nd October 2005. However, 2nd October 2005 being a public holiday, so the bill shall mature for the payment on preceding business day, that is 1st October 2005. So, the effect of non presentment of a check within a reasonable time? The question 2928 here that A issues a check for rupees 25,000 in favor of B. And A has sufficient amount in his account with the bank. So the check was not presented within reasonable time to the bank for payment and the bank in the meantime became bankrupt. Decide whether the provision of negotiable instrument act whether B can recover the amount money from A. So as per section 84, the drawer of a check is discharged to the extent of loss or damage suffered by him if the check is not presented for payment within a reasonable time of its issue and the drawer suffers the damage because of such delay. However, the holder may prove his debt against the insolvent bank. Mr. A has issued a check of rupees 25,000 to Mr. B. Mr. B fails to present the check within a reasonable time of its issue. In the meantime, the bank fails. When the check ought to have been presented, Mr. B had rupees 25,000 in his bank account. In this case, Mr. A is discharged from the liability of such check. However, Mr. B can prove against the insolvent bank for the amount of check. 
राइट ऑफ होल्डर इन ड्यू कॉस एंड अदर पार्टीज इन केस ऑफ एन अकोमोडेशन बिल क्वेश्चन नंबर ट्वेंटी हमसे पूछता है कि इट ड्रॉज अ बिल ऑन बी बी एक्सेप्ट द बिल विदाउट एनी कंसिड्रेशन द बिल इज ट्रांसफर टू सी विदाउट कंसिड्रेशन सो सी ट्रांसफर इट टू डी फॉर वैल्यू डिसाइड whether d can sue for the prior parties of the bill and whether the prior parties other than the d have the right to action of action to enter say so give your answer with reference to the provision of negotiable instrument act 1881 to now yahan par hum char baatein baat karenge to sabse pehla point hai no obligation of payment ka to no obligation between the parties created if a negotiable instrument is made drawn accepted endorsed or transferred without consideration dusri baat obligation of payment towards a holder however if such a holder or if such a negotiable instrument is transferred to a holder for consideration such holder and every subsequent holder is entitled to recover the amount due on such negotiable instrument from the transferor or any prior party thus the plea of want or failure of consideration cannot be set up as defense against a holder who has paid consideration against any subsequent holder deriving title title from him in other words a party who has paid consideration and every subsequent holder may sue all prior parties to third hai in the given case b accepts a bill without consideration the bill passes from a to c without any consideration and from c to d for consideration since d is a holder for value he is entitled to claim he is entitled to claim of the payment of the bill from all the prior parties which is a b and c however no consideration has passed from a and c and between a and b therefore if d obtains the payment of the bill from b b cannot recover the amount of the bill from a similarly if d obtains the payment of bill from c c cannot recover the amount of bill from a to conclusion ye hai d can sue all prior parties of the bill no prior parties other than d shall have any right of action inter se agli hamari is chapter ya question answer series ki last heading sub heading hai that where a whether a shareholder is liable in case of a dishonor of a check issued by a company to discharge the liability incurred by the shareholder to question 30 hamara kehta hai ki j a shareholder of a company purchased for his personal use certain goods from mall okay on credit he sent a check drawn on the company's account to the mall towards the full payment of the bill the check was dishonored by the company's bank j the shareholder of the company was neither a director nor a person in charge of the company Examining the provision of Negotiable Instrument Act 1881, state whether J has committed an offence under Section 138 of the Act, and decide whether he can be held liable for the payment for the good purchased from the mall departmental store. The answer is in the given case ke usme, that the company has committed an offence under Section 138, since a company is held liable for the dishonour of a cheque issued to discharge the debt or liability of any other person. in case of a dishonor of a check issued by company company as well as every officer in charge of the company is liable under section 138 ye baat section 144 141 mein bhi batayi gayi hai j has not committed any offense under section 138 since j is not a director or an officer in the charge of a company hnb mulla firoz versus cy somya julu so however j is liable for the payment of goods purchased since J purchased the goods on credit and contracted to pay the price of goods to the mall ya fir jise aap keh lo departmental store to yahan pe hamara khatam ho gaya because uh, ab isme kuch bacha nahi hai question series aur har cheez complete ho chuki hai so i hope this series would have been clear to you see you in the next one bye bye boys and girls take care of yourself tada hi dosto 
आ गए हैं पेमेंट फॉर ऑनर सेक्शन 113 पर नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स एक्ट तो बात करें अगर पेजेस की तो हमारे पास है तकरीबन 40 से 42 पेजेस और उसके बाद हम उसमें 25 क्वेश्चन भी इंक्लूडेड हैं ठीक है तो चलो अब बिल विच हैज़ बीन एक्सेप्टेड सबसे पहले हम करेंगे पेमेंट फॉर ऑनर सेक्शन वन कहता है बिल विच हैज़ बीन एक्सेप्टेड बाई ड्रॉई एंड इज लेटर डिसऑनर्ड बाई नॉन पेमेंट मे बी पेड फॉर ऑनर द फॉलोइंग कंडीशन आर एसेंशियल फॉर द पेमेंट ऑफ ऑनर पहली चीज द बिल मस्ट हैव डिसऑनर्ड फॉर नॉन पेमेंट दूसरी बात द बिल मस्ट हैव बी नोटेड एंड प्रोटेस्टेड फॉर नॉन पेमेंट तीसरी बात द पर्सन पेइंग और एज एजेंट मस्ट डिक्लेयर बिफोर द नोटरी पब्लिक द पार्टी फॉर होज ऑनर ही पेज ठीक है फिर चौथी बात द नोटरी पब्लिक शुड रिकॉर्ड द स्टेटमेंट ऑन बिल पांचवी बात इट मस्ट बी मेड फॉर ऑनर ऑफ द पार्टी लाइबल टू पे द बिल छठी बात इट मे बी मेड बाई एनी पर्सन वेदर नॉट ही इज ऑलरेडी लाइबल ऑन द बिल अब हम जानेंगे राइट ऑफ द पेयर ऑफ ऑनर तो जो पेयर है यानी जो पैसे देने वाला है और ऑनर कर रहा है यानी कि बिल को डिसऑनर नहीं कर रहा यानी पैसे देने से मना नहीं कर रहा तो उसके राइट क्या क्या है ही इज़ एंटाइटल टू ऑल द राइट इन रिस्पेक्ट ऑफ द बिल ऑफ द होल्डर एट द टाइम ऑफ सच पेमेंट ही मे रिकवर फ्रॉम द पार्टी फॉर हुज ऑनर ही पेज ऑल सम्स हो पेड विथ इंटरेस्ट देयर ऑन एंड ऑल एक्सपेंसिस प्रॉपरली इंकर्ड इन मेकिंग सच पेमेंट ठीक है तो पेमेंट करते वक्त कोई भी अगर सम है कोई भी इंटरेस्ट है जो उसने इंकर किए हैं तो वो ये सारे के सारे डिमांड कर सकता है अड्रॉई ठीक है अड्रॉई इन केस ऑफ नीड मे एक्सेप्ट एंड पे द बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज विदाउट प्रोटेस्ट अब हम आएंगे प्रेजेंटमेंट ऑफ नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट पे तो जिसमें तीन पॉइंट हम डिस्कस करेंगे तीन काइंड के प्रेजेंटमेंट प्रेजेंटमेंट होती हैं सबसे पहले प्रेजेंटमेंट ऑफ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज फॉर एक्सेप्टेंस ठीक है दूसरा होता है हमारा प्रेजेंटमेंट फॉर प्रोमसरी नोट्स फॉर साइट ठीक है और तीसरा है प्रेजेंटमेंट ऑफ निगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट फॉर पेमेंट तो तीनों को डिस्कस करते हैं सबसे पहले आएगा प्रेजेंटमेंट फॉर एक्सेप्टेंस उसे बता लेते हैं तो जी वेन ड्रॉइंग ऑफ अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज पुट हेज सिग्नेचर ऑन द इंस्ट्रूमेंट ही गिव्स हेज एसेंट एंड प्रोमिस टू पे द अमाउंट मैंशन इट इज ड्यू तो एक्सेप्टर कौन कौन हो सकता है अंडर सेक्शन थर्टी थ्री ऑफ द एक्ट नो पर्सन एक्सेप्ट द ड्रॉइंग ऑफ अ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज और ऑल सम ऑफ सेवरल ड्रॉइंग और अ पर्सन नेम देर इन एज ड्रॉइंग कहने का मतलब सिर्फ और सिर्फ ड्रॉइंग इन केस ऑफ नीड कैन बाइंड हिमसेल्फ बाई एक्सेप्टेंस सिर्फ वही एक एक्सेप्टर हो सकता है तो ड्रॉइंग ही एक्सेप्टर हो सकता है ठीक है फिर अंडर सेक्शन थर्टी फोर वे दे आर सेवरल ड्रॉइंग ऑफ ऑफ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज हु आर नॉट पार्टनर्स ईच ऑफ देम कैन एक्सेप्ट इट फॉर हिमसेल्फ बट नॉन ऑफ देम कैन एक्सेप्ट इट फॉर अनदर विदाउट हिज अथॉरिटी तो ड्रॉइंग तो एक्सेप्ट कर सकते हैं लेकिन एक ड्रॉइंग दूसरे ड्रॉइंग के लिए बिल को एक्सेप्ट नहीं कर सकता तो फॉलोइंग कैन बी एक्सेप्टर्स यहाँ पे छः पॉइंट्स हैं पहला ड्रॉइ हुज डायरेक्टेड टू पे यानी जिसे पैसे देने वो ड्रॉइ होता है ठीक है और ऑल अ सम ऑफ सेवरल ड्रॉइज वेन द बिल इज एड्रेस्ड टू मोर ड्रॉइज देन वन तीसरा अ ड्रॉइ इन केस ऑफ नीड चौथा एन एक्सेप्टर ऑफ ऑनर पांचवा एजेंट ऑफ एनी ऑफ द पर्सन मैंशनड अबव छठा वेन नो ड्रॉइ हैज़ बीन नेम्ड इन अ बिल बट अ पर्सन एक्सेप्ट देन ही मे बी स्टॉप्ड फ्रॉम डिनाइंग हिज लाइबिलिटी एज एन एक्सेप्टर तो वैलिड एक्सेप्टेंस जो की जाती है उसके पीछे चार पॉइंट्स हैं <coughs> और हम उन 
चार पॉइंट्स को एक तसली से डिस्कस करेंगे अब हम आते हैं एसेंशियल्स ऑफ अ वैलिड एक्सेप्टेंस पे तो सबसे पहला पॉइंट है इट मस्ट बी रिटर्न ऑन द बिल वर्ड एक्सेप्टेड इज नॉट एसेंशियल बट सिग्नेचर्स आर नेसेसरी ओरल एक्सेप्टेंस इज नॉट वैलिड इन लॉ इट मस्ट बी साइंड बाय द ड्रॉइंग पर्सनली और थ्रू अ ड्यूली ऑथराइज एजेंट ठीक है एज पर सेक्शन ट्वेंटी सेवन एवरी पर्सन केपेबल ऑफ बाइंडिंग हेमसेल्फ और बींग बाउंड मे सो बाइंड हेमसेल्फ और बी बाउंड बाई ड्यूली ऑथराइज एजेंट एक्टिंग इन इज नेम तो अ जनरल अथॉरिटी टू ट्रांजैक्ट बिजनेस एंड टू रिसीव एंड डिस्चार्ज डेट डज नॉट कन्फर अपॉन एन एजेंट द पावर ऑफ एक्सेप्टिंग और इंडोसिंग बिल्स ऑफ एक्सचेंज टू बाइंड हिज प्रिंसिपल एंड अथॉरिटी टू ड्रॉ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज डज नॉट ऑफ इट सेल्फ इम्पोर्ट एनी अथॉरिटी टू इंडोस सेक्शन ट्वेंटी एट कहता है अन एजेंट हु साइंस हिज नेम टू अ प्रोमिसरी नोट बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज और चेक विदाउट इंडिकेटिंग देर ऑन दैट ही साइंस एज एजेंट और दैट ही डज नॉट इंटेंड देर बाई टू इंकअ पर्सनल रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी इज लाइबल पर्सनली ऑन द इंस्ट्रूमेंट एक्सेप्ट टू दोज हु इंड्यूस्ड हिम टू साइन अप ऑन द बिलीव दैट द प्रिंसिपल ओनली वुड बी हेल्ड लाइबल तो द एक्सेप्टेड बिल मस्ट बी डिलीवर टू द होल्डर चौथी बात एक्सेप्टेंस मस्ट बी ऑन द बिल एंड एक्सेप्टेंस मे बी रिटर्न ऑन द फेस और ऑन द बैक ऑफ द बिल ठीक है तो इसमें समझ लेना इफ एक्सेप्टेंस इज साइंड अपॉन अ कॉपी ऑफ द बिल एंड द कॉपी इज नॉट ऑन द पार्ट ऑफ इट और ऑफ एक्सेप्टेंस इज मेड ऑन अ पेपर अटैच टू द बिल इन ई द केसेज एक्सेप्टेंस वुड नॉट बी सफिशेंट अब हम बात करेंगे मोड्स ऑफ एक्सेप्टेंस के बारे में तो मोड्स ऑफ एक्सेप्टेंस हैं हमारे यहाँ पे दो ठीक है और दोनों के बारे में जानते हैं तो मोड्स ऑफ एक्सेप्टेंस में सबसे पहली मोड हो जाएगी जनरल जिसे आप एब्सोल्यूट एक्सेप्टेंस बोल सकते हो दूसरी होती है क्वालिफाइड एक्सेप्टेंस तो जनरल एक्सेप्टेंस में इफ द ड्रॉइंग वाइल एक्सेप्टिंग द बिल डज नॉट अटैच एनी कंडीशन द एक्सेप्टेंस इज जनरल इफ द एक्सेप्टेंस इज नॉट एब्सोल्यूट द बिल मे बी ट्रीटेड एज डिसऑनर्ड तो अगर नॉट एब्सोल्यूट मतलब इट इज हैविंग सम कंडीशंस और क्वालिफाइड एक्सेप्टेंस कब होती है इट इज सो वेन द एक्सेप्टेंस इज गिवन विद सम कंडीशन और क्वालिफिकेशन पहला इट इज कंडीशनल एन एक्सेप्टेंस कब क्वालिफाइड कहलाई जाती है पहली बात सर इट इज कंडीशनल एक्सेप्टेड पेबल वेन इन फंड्स और एक्सेप्टेड पेबल वेन अ कागो कंसाइन टू मी सोल्ड तो ये कंडीशन है एग्जाम्पल दिया है मैंने ओके पार्शियल कब होता है वेन अ बिल इज ड्रॉन फॉर रुपीज वन थाउजेंड एंड इट इज एक्सेप्टेड फॉर टू हंड्रेड ओनली सो इट इज पार्शियल बट इट इज स्टिल अ क्वालिफाइड एक्सेप्टेंस ठीक है क्वालिफाइड एज टू प्लेस भी हो सकती है आपकी एक्सेप्टेंस कैसे इफ द लैंग्वेज इज लाइक इन द एग्जाम्पल एक्सेप्टेड पेबल एट द बैंक ऑफ इंडिया एंड नो वेयर एल्स देन इट इज क्वालिफाइड एक्सेप्टेंस बट इफ इट इज रिटर्न एज एक्सेप्टेड पेबल एट बैंक ऑफ इंडिया देन इट इज नॉट क्वालिफाइड बट एब्सोलूट एक्सेप्टेंस तो आपकी एक्सेप्टेंस क्वालिफाइड एज टू टाइम भी हो सकती है एग्जाम्पल अ बिल ड्रॉन पेबल थ्री मंथ्स आफ्टर ड्यू डेट बट एक्सेप्टेड पेबल सिक्स मंथ्स आफ्टर डेट फिर एक्सेप्टेंस बाई समॉइस बट नॉट ऑल कैसे अ बिल इज ड्रॉन ऑन ए बी एंड सी हु आर नॉट पार्टनर्स एंड इज एक्सेप्टेड बाई बी ओनली इफ दे वर पार्टनर्स देन इट वुड नॉट बी क्वालिफाइड इफ एक्सेप्टेंस बाई वन ओनली द पार्टनर्स डूइंग सो शुड हैव एम्प्लाइड अथॉरिटी एंड द बिल मस्ट बी एक्सेप्टेड इन द नेम ऑफ द फर्म एंड फॉर इट्स यूजल बिजनेस अब हम आते हैं टाइम फॉर प्रेजेंटमेंट ऑफ एक्सेप्टेंस सेक्शन सिक्सटी वन इफ टाइम स्पेसिफाइड इट मस्ट बी प्रेजेंटेड विद इन दैट टाइम तो टाइम फॉर प्रेजेंटमेंट बताए गए हैं एक्सेप्टेंस सेक्शन सिक्सटी वन में इफ इट इफ अ टाइम स्पेसिफाइड इट मस्ट बी प्रेजेंटेड विद इन दैट टाइम एंड बिफोर द मेचोरिटी ऑफ द बिल वेर इट इज नॉट स्पेसिफाइड इट मे बी प्रेजेंटेड एट एनी टाइम बिफोर पेमेंट 
दूसरी हेडिंग प्लेस फॉर प्रेजेंटमेंट ऑफ एक्सेप्टेंस सेक्शन 61 ही बताता है इफ द प्लेस फॉर प्रेजेंटमेंट स्पेसिफाइड इट शुड बी डन एट द प्लेस ओनली इफ नो प्लेस इज स्पेसिफाइड देन एट रॉयस प्लेस ऑफ बिजनेस और रेजिडेंस फिर प्रेजेंटमेंट फॉर साइट सेक्शन 62 इट इज रिलेटेड विद प्रोमिसरी नोट सच एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट डज नॉट रिक्वायर एक्सेप्टेंस प्रेजेंटमेंट इज एसेंशियल प्रेजेंटमेंट इज एसेंशियल इन दैट केस इट इज पेबल एट अ सर्टेन पीरियड आफ्टर साइट This means when it will be presented at that time, the date of its maturity will be fixed. The presentment should be made during business hours on a business day. If the person to whom it is to be presented cannot be found after reasonable search, the instrument may be treated as dishonored. और अब हम बात करने जा रहे हैं presentment for payment section 64 में. It relates to promissory notes, bill of exchange, and checks. If the holder does not present the instrument for payment, then only the party primarily liable will remain liable all other parties cannot be held liable presentment through post office by means of registered letter if the usage or the agreement provided is sufficient so rules regarding presentment for payment pehla waise main bataun to rules mein in and around 13 rules hain 13 we'll start with the first one hours of presentment section 65 it should be during usual hours of business and in case of check during banking hours second presentment of instrument payable at a specified period after date of site section 66 such an instrument must be presented for payment on the date of maturity the delay even on a single day discharges all the parties only the person primarily liable will remain liable teesri baat presentment of promissory note payable by installment section 67 such a note must be presented for payment on the third party and after the date fixed for payment of each inst- installment and non payment on such presentment has the same effect as non payment of at maturity fir hum baat karte hain presentment for payment of instrument payable at specified place and not elsewhere section 68 if the instrument is made drawn or accepted at a specified place and not elsewhere must in order to charge एनी पार्टी देर टू बी प्रेजेंटेड एट दैट प्लेस ओनली ठीक है इंस्ट्रूमेंट पेबल एट स्पेसिफाइड प्लेयर्स सेक्शन सिक्सटी नाइन हमारा फिफ्थ पॉइंट है कहता है एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट मेड ड्रॉन और एक्सेप्टेड पेबल एट अ स्पेसिफाइड प्लेस मस्ट इन ऑर्डर टू चार्ज द मेकर और ड्रॉर देर ऑफ बी प्रेजेंटेड फॉर पेमेंट एट दैट प्लेस ठीक है प्रेजेंटमेंट वेर नो एक्सक्लूसिव प्लेस इज स्पेसिफाइड एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट नॉट मेड पेबल एज मैंशन इन सेक्शन सिक्सटी एट एंड must be presented for payment at the place of business if any or at the usual residence of maker or drawee or acceptor theek hai presentment when maker etc has no known place so if the maker drawee acceptor has no known place of business of fixed residence so what will you do at this case acceptance or payment of such presentment may be made to him in person wherever he can be found presentment presentment of checks to charge drawer section 72 kehta hai dealt later to yahan par a check must in order to charge the drawer be presented at the bank upon which is drawn before the relation between the drawer and his banker has been altered to the prejudice of the drawer okay fir 10th point aata hai presentment for instrument payable on demand section 64 payable on demand means it will be paid immediately on presentment the holder must present such instrument within a reasonable time theek hai presentment to or by agent etc section 75 presentment for payment may be made 
to the duly authorized agent in case of death of the payer his legal representative will take his place and in case of insolvency his legal assignee will take his place excuse for delay in presentment for acceptance or payment section 75a batata hai if the person or yeah if the reason of delay is not in the hand of the holder that is his fault is not there then the presentment must be made within a reasonable time when the cause of delay ceases to operate last point liability of banker for negligently dealing with the bill presented for payment jo ki bataya gaya hai section 77 mein if the acceptor has to make payment to a specified banker for the holder and the bank on presentment for payment by the holder dishonors the bill then it must return the bill presented to the holder dishonor is because the acceptor did not make the payment however if the mistake was on the part of the banker itself then it will have to compensate the holder for wrong dishonors of bill ab hum baat karne ja rahe hain nayi heading which is rights and obligation of party to an instrument obtained illegally to kaun kaun se hain waise yahan par jo hum point discuss karenge wo hai takriban if i talk of these are seven points स्टोलन इंस्ट्रूमेंट कोशन फ्रॉड फोर्ज इंस्ट्रूमेंट और फिर अनलॉफुल कंसिड्रेशन वाले इमीडिएट पार्टीज जिसमें होती हैं रिमोट पार्टीज होती हैं विदाउट कंसिड्रेशन होता है एक्वाड आफ्टर मेच्योरिटी है एक्वाड आफ्टर डिसऑनर है ये सारे जो हैं इलीगली ऑप्टेंड इंस्ट्रूमेंट हैं तो पहला स्टोलन इंस्ट्रूमेंट द वेरियस पॉइंट्स रिलेटेड आर एस फॉलोज द थीफ एक्वायर्स नो टाइटल टू द इंस्ट्रूमेंट एज अगेंस्ट द राइट फुल ओनर इफ यू ऑप्टेंस पेमेंट ऑन इट द ट्रू ओनर कैन रिकवर द अमाउंट यू ऑन द इंस्ट्रूमेंट फ्राम हिम If the instrument is payable to the bearer and thief negotiates it, the transferee acquires a good title to it and can get payment from the parties liable thereon. ठीक है? If thief forges the endorsement of rightful owner, that is, uses fake signature and negotiates it to a bona fide transferee for value, the transferee will not get good and legal title to it because the forgery can confer no title. Under section forty-five A. The loser of the instrument has the right to apply to the drawer for a duplicate of lost bill. If the drawer does not grant the application, the loser may compel him to provide him with a duplicate. Fir instruments obtained by coercion or fraud, as per Section 58, when a negotiable instrument has been lost or has been obtained for any maker except a holder thereof by means of an offence or fraud for unlawful consideration, no possessor or endorsee. who claims through the person who found so obtained the instrument is entitled to receive the amount thereon from such maker acceptor or holder or from any party prior to such holder unless such possessor or endorsee is or some person through whom he claim was a holder in due course important points jane wali teen cheeze pehla if the maker or acceptor when sued on instrument proves that it was obtained from him by fraud the person defrauding is not entitled to recover anything dusri baat it can be used as a defense by acceptor against all the subsequent negotiations but not against a holder in due course and a holder in deriving title from such holder teesri baat if the person proves that he was induced to sign the instrument it being represented to him to be a document of different kind he would not be liable even to a holder in due course example batata hu jaise ki if x steals a bill from acceptor and ya drawi bolo acceptor ko X does not acquire any title to the instrument instrument and the proceeds of the bill if collected could not be recovered from X by acceptor if X transfer it to Y who is a gratuitous transferee Y too would not acquire any title to the bill because Y is not a holder in due course as he has got it as a gift theek hai 
तीसरी बात हम जानेंगे इनलीगली ऑप्टेन इंस्ट्रूमेंट में दैट आर इंस्ट्रूमेंट ऑप्टेन फॉर अनलॉफुल कंसिड्रेशन सेक्शन 58 बताता है दैट कंसिड्रेशन वेदर इज इनलीगल अपोज टू पब्लिक पॉलिसीज इमोरल प्रोहिबिटेड बाय स्टैच्यूट ए द नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज इनवैलिड अमंग द पार्टीज दे टू इफ सच इंस्ट्रूमेंट रीचेस टू द हैंड्स ऑफ अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स देन इट कैन नॉट बी यूज एज अ डिफेंस लास्ट चौथा पॉइंट है फोर्ज इंस्ट्रूमेंट फोर्जरी टेक्स प्लेस वेन द नेम ऑफ एन एग्जिस्टिंग पर्सन इज रिटर्न फ्रॉडुलेंटली द नेम ऑफ द फिक्टिशियस और नॉन एग्जिस्टिंग पर्सन इज साइंड एंड द इंटेंशन इज टू इंड्यूस अदर टू बिलीव दैट इट इज साइंड बाय द रियल पर्सन थर्ड वेन अ पर्सन साइंस इज ओन नेम विद द इंटेंशन दैट द सिग्नेचर शुड पास फॉर द सिग्नेचर ऑफ अनदर पर्सन ऑफ द सेम नेम तो हम बात करने जा रहे हैं बिल इज पेबल टू राधे श्याम और ऑर्डर एट मच्योरिटी इट रॉन्गफुली कम्स इन टू द पोजिशन ऑफ अनदर राधे श्याम हो नोज दैट ही हैज नो क्लेम ऑन द बिल ही पुट्स हेज ओन सिग्नेचर एंड द एक्सेप्ट पेज हिम द बिल इज नॉट डिस्चार्ज एंड द एक्सेप्ट रिमेन्स लाइबल यानी जो पहला वाला ड्रॉइंग था असली ठीक है टू राधे श्याम हु इज द ओनर ऑफ द बिल अगली बात अ फोजरी कैन नेवर पास एनी टाइटल इवन अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स कैन नॉट गेट पेमेंट ऑन अ फोर्स इंस्ट्रूमेंट देर इज डिफरेंस बिटवीन अ डिफेक्ट ऑफ टाइटल एंड विच केस अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स इज प्रोटेक्टेड एंड एंटायर एबसेंस ऑफ टाइटल एज इन द केस ऑफ फोजरी इन विच केस हे डिराइव नो टाइटल वेदर इट वॉज मेड और इंडोस्ड यूजिंग फोजरी अगली बात द प्रॉपर्टी इन द इंस्ट्रूमेंट रिमेन्स वेस्टेड इन द पर्सन हु इज द होल्डर एट टाइम वेन द फोर्ज सिग्नेचर वॉज पुट ऑन इट द होल्डर ऑफ अ फोर्ज इंस्ट्रूमेंट कैन नीदर इन फोर्स पेमेंट देर ऑन नॉर गिव अ वैलिड डिस्चार्ज दे फॉर इन द इवेंट ऑफ द होल्डर बींग एबल टू ऑप्टेन पेमेंट इन स्पाइट ऑफ फोजरी ही कैन नॉट रिटेन द मनी द ट्रू ओनर मे स्यू इन टॉट द पर्सन हु हैड रिसीव्ड फोजरी इज नॉट केपेबल ऑफ बींग रेटिफाइड अ फोजरी कॉजेज अ ब्रेक इन द क्लेम ऑफ ट्रांसफरी ट्रांसफरेंस ऑफ एग्जाम्पल देके समझेंगे ज्यादा अच्छे से आएगा समझ में अबिल इज इंडोस्ड टू पे ब्राउन ऑन ऑर्डर ब्राउन इंडोस इज द बिल इन ब्लैंक इट कम्स इन टू द हैंड ऑफ ए ए पास इज इट ऑन बी बाई सिंपल डिलीवरी बी फोज एज इंडोसमेंट एंड ट्रांसफर्स इट टू सी सी इज द होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स एंड गेट पेमेंट फ्रॉम ब्राउन बिकॉज ही गेट्स टाइटल थ्रू जेन्यून इंडोसमेंट बाई ब्राउन विच वॉज इन ब्लैंक एंड मेड द बिल पेबल टू बियर Brown will be liable to pay to him, although C received through forged instrument. C can negotiate it further by simple delivery. Now, as between immediate parties or instruments without consideration, section forty-three, we discuss. करेंगे दो rules हैं, है ना? तो as between remote parties or as as between immediate parties. तो सबसे पहले as between immediate parties, we are starting from it. An instrument made, drawn, accepted, endorsed, or transferred without consideration creates no obligation of payment between the parties to instrument. Example: If a promissory note is delivered by maker to the payee as gift, it cannot be enforced against the maker by pay. Similarly, if the consideration fails, there is no obligation on the parties to pay. Example: Batata. X makes a note in favor of Y in anticipation of Y supply supplying a bale of cotton. Y fails to deliver the cotton bale and hence cannot claim payment from X. So from as between immediate parties, we'll start our next part, which will be part fourth. Okay. So we have, we have just we'll be starting from this only, the instruments without consideration. Thank you. Hi guys. So we are starting with the classification of negotiable instrument. and this is part 2 of negotiable instrument act okay so let me tell you the types of negotiable instruments 
first it is a bearer and order instrument second is inland and foreign instrument third is instrument payable on demand and time instruments and the fourth one is accommodation bill provision to section 59 fifth would be fictitious bill documentary bill escrow ambiguous instrument inchoate instrument and then we'll be talking about undated bills and notes so all in all i have told you about nine sorts of instruments okay so now let's come to the first one and discuss it so it says what is a bearer instrument is the question so explanation has been described in section 13 in this case the word payable to bearer are written on the bill okay or the last endorsement is in blank that is only the word endorsed is written on the instrument and not in whose name it is endorsed so such an instrument is a bearer instrument if the holder is in lawful possession of such an instrument he can enforce the payment due on it he may be asked to acknowledge his receipt by signing on the instrument now what is the significance of bearer instrument as per section 47 where an instrument is made payable to the bearer it is transferable merely by delivery that is without any further endorsement thereon so the characters can be changed like section 49 tells that a holder of a negotiable instrument <coughs> instrument endorsed in blank may without signing his own name by writing above the endorser's signature direct that payment of the instrument be made to another person and dossi thus can convert an endorsement in blank into an endorsement in full now the holder would not be able to negotiate by mere delivery that is he will have to endorse it first now we learn about what are order instruments if the language is pay to a or order pay to the order of a the instrument is payable to whomever a wants if the language is pay a 100 rupees then it is payable to a particular person a or to whomever a wants theek hai ji it is so because there is no such word which restricts the transfer of instrument if it had been pay to a only then it would not have been payable to anybody but a फिर हम बात करेंगे इनलैंड एंड फॉरेन इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स के बारे में तो एज पर सेक्शन 11, एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट व्हिच इज बोथ ड्रॉन एंड मेड पेबल इन इंडिया इज एन इनलैंड बिल एग्जांपल अ बिल इज ड्रॉन इन डेली ऑन अ मर्चेंट इन लंडन एंड एक्सेप्टेड पेबल इन कोलकाता आल्सो इफ एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज ड्रॉन इन इंडिया एंड ड्रॉन अपॉन अ रेजिडेंट इन इंडिया इज एन इनलैंड इंस्ट्रूमेंट एग्जाम्पल अ बिल इज ड्रॉन इन डेली ऑन अ मर्चेंट इन बॉम्बे एंड एक्सेप्टेड पेबल इन लंडन इज एन इनलैंड इंस्ट्रूमेंट तो अब हम बात करते हैं फॉरन बिल क्या होते हैं तो सेक्शन 12 बताता है बिल्स ड्रॉन आउटसाइड द इंडिया एंड मेड पेबल इन और ड्रॉन अपॉन एनी पर्सन रेजिडेंट इन कंट्री आउटसाइड द इंडिया फिर बिल ड्रॉन आउटसाइड द इंडिया एंड मेड पेबल इन इंडिया और ड्रॉन अपॉन एनी पर्सन रेजिडेंट इन इंडिया या फिर फॉरेन बिल होता है वे बिल ड्रॉन इन इंडिया अपॉन पर्सन रेजिडेंट आउटसाइड इंडिया एंड मेड पेबल आउटसाइड इंडिया तो ये एक फॉरन बिल होता है और सेक्शन वन बताता है it has law governing liability of maker acceptor or endorser of foreign instrument in the absence of a contract to the contrary the liability of a maker or drawer of a foreign promissory note is bill of exchange or check is regulated in all essential matters by law of the place where he made the instrument and the respective liabilities of the acceptor and the endorser by the law of the place where the instrument is made payable example samjhata hu a bill of exchange is drawn by a 
by A in California where the rate of interest is 25% and accepted by B payable in Washington where the rate of interest is 6%. The bill is endorsed in the state and is dishonored. An action on the bill is brought against B in the states. He is liable to pay interest at the rate of 6% only but if A is charged as drawer, he is liable to pay interest at 25%. सेक्शन 104 के बारे में जान लेते हैं <laughs> तो सेक्शन 104 बताता है बताता है प्रोटेस्ट ऑफ फॉरेन बिल्स तो फॉरेन बिल्स ऑफ एक्सचेंज मस्ट बी प्रोटेस्टेड फॉर डिसऑनर तो अगर डिसऑनर हो गए तो प्रोटेस्ट करो व्हेन सच प्रोटेस्ट इज रिक्वायर्ड बाय द लॉ ऑफ द प्लेस वेयर दे आर ड्रॉन लेकिन सिर्फ तब जब वहां के लॉ को भी परमिशन या लॉ परमिट करे इंस्ट्रूमेंट पेबल ऑन डिमांड एंड टाइम इंस्ट्रूमेंट के बारे में जानेंगे सेक्शन 21 In case of a promissory note and bill of exchange, when no time for payment is specified in the instrument, or in the other words, are written at sight on demand on presentment, then the bill or note is payable on demand. In all these cases, payment will have to be made at the time demanded. A check can be made payable on demand only. एक बात ध्यान रखना. Such a bill or note may be presentment may be presented for payment at any time at the option of holder. but it must be yeah but it must such a bill or note may be presented for payment at any time of the option of holder but it must such a bill or note may be uh, but it must be presented within a reasonable time after its issue in order to render the drawer liable and within a reasonable time after its endorsement to render the endorser liable an instrument payable on demand would be overdue when it remains in circulation for an unreasonable length of time length of time uske baad time instrument ke bare mein baat karenge a bill or note is a time instrument if it is payable <laughs> after a fixed period that is payable 3 months after date after sight in case of a note it means after presentment of sight that is time will be decided at the time it is presented in case of a bill it means after acceptance the time for payment will be decided for the payment it denotes that sight must appear in legal way that is after acceptance when presented for acceptance or on a specified day on the happening of an event which is certain to happen although the time of happening is not certain example death of a person if the event is not certain then that cannot make the instrument valid even after it happens because it was probable अब हम जानेंगे एकोमोडेशन बिल जिसे समझाया गया है सेक्शन 59 में अ बिल में बी अ जेन्यून ट्रेड बिल दैट इज व्हेन इट इज ड्रॉन एक्सेप्टेड और इंडोस्ड फॉर कंसीडरेशन और इट मे बी एन एकोमोडेशन बिल दैट इट इज एक्सेप्टेड ड्रॉन इंडोस्ड विदाउट कंसीडरेशन तो डिफेक्ट इन द टाइटल ऑफ ट्रांसफर डज नॉट अफेक्ट द टाइटल ऑफ द होल्डर एक्वायरिंग आफ्टर मेच्योरिटी इन केस ऑफ एकोमोडेशन बिल कैसे रूल्स कुछ ऐसे हैं पहला The accommodated party cannot, after he has paid the amount of the bill, recover the amount from the accommodating party, because the acceptor is only surety for the party accommodated. दूसरी बात, if the bill is endorsed by accommodated party for good consideration after maturity, and the endorsee acts in good faith, then such holder can realize the amount of the bill from the acceptor, thus getting a better title than the transferor, that is, the drawer. अगली बात आती है non-payment की. If an of an accommodation bill to the acceptor for payment does not discharge the drawer, फिर 
When a bill gets dishonored, when the holder has to give notice of dishonor to all the prior parties, in case of accommodation bill, such notice is not required. अब हम बात करेंगे फिक्टिशियस बिल के बारे में वेन द नेम ऑफ द ड्रॉर और द पे दैट इज द पर्सन टू होम द पेमेंट हैज टू बी मेड और बोथ इज फिक्टिशियस द बिल इज कॉल्ड फिक्टिशियस बिल वे बोथ आर फिक्टिशियस द होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स कैन गेट पेमेंट फ्रॉम द एक्सेप्टर इन केस ही प्रूव्स दैट द साइंस ऑफ द ड्रॉर एंड द पे आर इन द सेम हैंड राइटिंग दिस वे इट इज प्रूफ दैट इट इज वन मैन ओनली हु कमिटेड द फ्रॉड अगली बात हम करेंगे डॉक्यूमेंट्री बिल के बारे में When documents of title to goods and others are annexed, यानी उन्हें जब्त कर लिया जाता है to the bill, it is called a documentary bill. These documents are delivered to the buyer only after he accepts the bill. If the bill is not with any such document, it is called a clean bill. Escrow के बारे में जानेंगे escrow क्या होता है If an instrument is delivered to a collateral security for safe custody only, it is called an escrow. It is called so also when it is delivered conditionally. The acceptor need not pay the amount until the conditions are fulfilled. But if the bill reached in the hands of a holder in due course, then acceptor will have to make the payment. फिर उसके बाद ध्यान देना if the instrument is delivered for a special purpose, example, a a holder of the bill endorses it to b or order for the for the express purpose that b may get it discounted, but b negotiates it to c, who is a holder in due course as he acted in good faith. Now C acquires a good title to the bill. Ambiguous instrument क्या होते हैं Section 17 में बताया गया है If drafting of an instrument is faulty and it is not clear what type of instrument it is, then it is called as ambiguous. The holder may decide how he wants to treat it. That is a bill or as a promissory note. Example बता रहा हूँ A bill is drawn by A. ठीक है Acting within his authority upon his principal P. तो P principal है A ने एक बिल बना लिया और होल्डर में एट हिज ऑप्शन ट्रीटेड एज अ नोटिस और ट्रीटेड एज अ नोट और बिल बिकॉज ड्रॉर A एंड द ड्रॉई P आर द सेम पर्सन क्यों ड्रॉर और ड्रॉई दोनों सेम इंसान है इफ द अमाउंट मैंशन इन डिफरेंट इज डिफरेंट इन वर्ड्स एंड इन फिगर्स देन द अमाउंट स्टेल्ड इन वर्ड इज द अमाउंट अंडरटेकन और ऑर्डर टू बी पेड इंक्वेट इंस्ट्रूमेंट के बारे में जानेंगे तो आप में से कई लोगों को इंक्वेट का मतलब ही नहीं पता होगा कि इंक्वेट होता क्या है तो लेट मी टेल यू द स्पेल स्पेलिंग ऑफ इट इट इज आई एन सी एच ओ ए टी ई और इंक्वेट को इंकोट भी बोल सकते हो आप तो यहाँ पर बोलते हैं ओनली पार्टली इन एक्जिस्टेंस या इम परफेक्टली या ऐसी चीज़ जो पूरी अभी बनी नहीं है ठीक है इट फॉर एन एग्जाम्पल यू कैन यूज इट इन अ सेंटेंस लाइक आ वेग इंक्वेट आइडिया means it is a vague, bad and inquit incomplete idea. Okay. तो अब हम बात करने जा रहे हैं inquit instrument की Section 20 में बताया गया So it is an instrument which is complete in some respect. A bill is drawn payable to or order. Any holder in due course may write his own name as pay in the blank and sue upon the instrument. A person who gives another possession to a signature on a blank stamped paper, prima facie authorizes the latter. as his agent to fill it up and give the world the instrument as accepted by him by such signature he binds himself as drawer maker acceptor or endorser ek example batate hain a owes b rupees 1000 to a b ko kitne paise dega 1000 he gives a blank acceptance on a bill which is sufficiently stamped to cover any amount up till rupees 
पी इंडोसेस द बिल टू एच अब पी ने ये बिल एच को दे दिया होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स एच हु फिल्स अप द अमाउंट एज टू थाउजेंड कैन रिकवर द अमाउंट इन केस एच व नॉट अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स अगर एच नहीं होता होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स तब क्या होता देन ही कुड नॉट इन्फोर्स अ पेमेंट एक्सीडिंग रुपीज वन थाउजेंड दैट इज द अमाउंट इंटेंडेड टू पे अब यहाँ पर आएंगे पॉइंट्स कनेक्टेड विद सच एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट आर एस फॉलोस पहला लाइबिलिटी ऑफ द पर्सन हु साइंस एंड डिलीवर एंड इंक्वेड स्टैम्प इंस्ट्रूमेंट आर आइज इज ओनली वन ब्लैंक्स आर फिल्ड इन एंड द इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज कम्प्लीट टू मेक द साइन ए लाइबल ऑन द इंक्वेड इंस्ट्रूमेंट इट इज नेसेसरी दैट द इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज डिलीवर टू द ट्रांसफरी द पेपर्स हो साइन एंड डिलीवर्ड मस्ट बी स्टैम्प इन अकॉर्डेंस विद द लॉ प्रेवलेंट या एक्सिस्टिंग प्रेवलेंट का मतलब एक्सिस्टिंग होता है एट द टाइम ऑफ साइनिंग एंड ऑन डिलीवरिंग अदरवाइज द साइना इज नॉट स्टॉप्ड स्टॉप्ड यहाँ पे जो स्पेलिंग यूज हुई है वो है ई एस टी ओ पी पी ई डी सो लेट मी टेल यू द मीनिंग ऑफ स्टॉप्ड ई एस टी ओ पी पी ई डी यू कैन राइट इट इन योर कॉपी टू स्टॉप मीन्स टू इम्पीड और बार बाय स्टॉपल है ना इम्पीड का मतलब होता है टू क्रिएट एन ऑब्स्टेकल ओके और स्टॉपल का मतलब होता है अ रूल ऑफ एविडेंस वेयर बाय अ पर्सन इज बार्ड फ्रॉम डिनाइंग द ट्रूथ ऑफ अ फैक्ट दैट हैज़ ऑलरेडी बीन सेटल तो कोई एक ऐसी बात है जो इसका आप सच पता चल चुका है तो अब उस सच के पता चलने के बाद नाउ द थिंग्स आर स्टॉप्ड यानी कि उस पर बार लगा दिया गया है अब आपकी बात नहीं मानी जाएगी ठीक है तो स्टॉप्ड मैं मीनिंग बता चुका हूँ सो आई एम टेलिंग इट टू यू वंस अगेन हमारी जो थर्ड कंडीशन थी विच इज़ पॉइंट कनेक्टेड विद सच एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट तो उसमें थर्ड कंडीशन थी द पेपर्स हो साइन एंड डिलीवर्ड मस्ट बी स्टैंड इन अकॉर्डेंस विद द लॉ प्रेवलेंट एट द टाइम ऑफ साइनिंग एंड ऑन डिलीवरिंग अदरवाइज द साइनर इज नॉट स्टॉप्ड From showing that the instrument was filled without his authority. Undated bills or notes पर आ जाओ If the instrument is undated, then also it is valid. A holder in due course may insert therein the true date of issue or acceptance. It is not regarded as a material alteration. Legally, writing the date is not necessary. The date of its execution can proved by oral or other evidences. अब हम बात करेंगे प्रिवलेजेस ऑफ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स की तो यहाँ पर अगर प्रिवलेजेस की बात की जाए तो मैं आपको ऑन फिंगर्स छः प्रिवलेज अराउंड दस प्रिवलेज गिना सकता हूँ तो चलिए सारी प्रिवलेजेस डिस्कस करेंगे पहला है इंक्वेड स्टैम्प इंस्ट्रूमेंट दूसरा है लाइबिलिटी ऑफ प्रायर पार्टीज तीसरा फिक्टिशियस पे चौथा नेगोशियबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट विदाउट कंसिड्रेशन फिर कंडीशनल डिलीवरी फिर इंस्ट्रूमेंट क्लेंस्ड of all prior defects fir hai instrument obtained by unlawful means or for unlawful consideration estoppel against denying original validity of the instrument hai no atwa point nova point hai estoppel against denying the capacity of pay to endorsee aur 10wa point hamara last endorser not permitted to deny the capacity to contract of prior party section 122 to sabse pehle baat karte hain privileges of holder in due course pehla point inquit stamped instrument section 20 The acceptor of such an instrument cannot deny payment to a holder in due course if the instrument has not been filled in accordance with the authority given by him. The stamp being sufficient to cover the amount. Liability of prior parties section 236 batati hai every prior party to an instrument is liable thereon to a holder in due course until the payment has been made whereas only preceding party is liable to a succeeding party if the succeeding party is only a holder. Fictitious pay ke bare mein baat karu to In case of a bill of exchange is drawn payable to the drawer order in fictitious name and is endorsed by the same hand as the drawer's signature 
it is not permissible for acceptor to allege as against the holder in due course that such name is fictitious negotiable instrument without consideration mein kya bataya gaya hai a negotiable instrument is made drawn accepted or transferred without consideration but once it goes into the hands of a holder in due course that is once who obtains it for consideration the pleas of absence of consideration cannot be raised against him so all the prior parties will remain liable to him even person whom he transfers the instrument also derived a good title to the instrument and can claim payment conditional delivery ke bare mein janenge section 46 when a negotiable instrument is endorsed or delivered without uh, delivered conditionally or for a special purpose only for example as collateral security of a safe custody and not with the idea of transferring absolutely property therein the property in the instrument does not pass to the endorsee and he is merely a bailee with limited title and power of negotiating it so now i'm beginning with the sixth part jahan pe kehta tha ki instrument cleans for all prior defects but before hum start kare instrument cleans for all prior defects ek baat jaan lene wali hai that uh, conditional delivery mein ek line ye bhi hai However, conditional delivery does not affect the rights of a holder in due course. That is, if such an instrument is negotiated to a holder in due course, the parties liable on the instrument cannot escape the liability. अब हम बात करेंगे instrument cleansed for all prior defects. Section sixty-three. तो section fifty-three बताता है, if there was some fraud or illegality attached with the instrument, but it went into the hands of a holder in due course, then it becomes cleansed. यानी साफ हो गया और पर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल प्रायर डिफेक्ट्स तो जितने भी डिफेक्ट्स हैं उनसे साफ हो गया है पर्स्ट हो गया है अ होल्डर ऑफ अ नेगोशिएबल इंस्ट्रूमेंट हु डिराइव्स टाइटल फ्रॉम अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स हैज द राइट्स देयर ऑन दैट ऑफ अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स देफॉर अ होल्डर डिराइविंग टाइटल फ्रॉम अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स कैन क्लेम द अमाउंट ऑफ पिलड्रॉन एंड एक्सेप्टेड विदाउट कंसिडरेशन इट हैज बीन हेल्ड दैट अ टाइटल विच हैज बीन क्लींस्ड ऑफ डिफेक्ट बाई पासिंग थ्रू द हैंड्स ऑफ अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स रिमेन्स इम्यून फ्रॉम दोज डिफेक्ट्स इन स्पाइट of the fact that a subsequent holder may have noticed the defects once existed provided he was not a party to them example batata hu a bill originally obtained by fraud from the drawer get into the hands of a a a holder in due course a endorses the bill to b by way of gift b can sue the acceptor b is not a holder in a due course and he as he did not get it for consideration he is just a holder and a holder does not get better title than that of the transferor in this case the transferor of himself jo ki a tha is a holder in due course hence every next endorsee gets a good title to the instrument hence on this basis b can claim the payment b payment pa sakta hai to agla agla example dekhte hain a by fraud induces b to make a promissory note in his favor a endorses the note to c who is the holder in due course c subsequently endorses the note to a for value a cannot sue b on the note as he himself is a party to the fraud and is not a holder in due course although he got it for consideration and from a holder in due course his involvement in the fraud is responsible for not being able to claim payment on the instruments hum baat karne ja rahe hain agle example ki A by fraud induces B to make a promissory note in his favor. A endorses the note to C who is holder in due course. C subsequently endorses the note to A for value. 
A cannot sue B on the note as he himself is a party of the fraud and is not a holder in due course. Although he got it for consideration and from a holder in due course, his involvement in the fraud is responsible for not being able to claim payment on the instrument. Okay. उसके बाद हम बात करेंगे इंस्ट्रूमेंट ऑप्टेन बाय अनलॉफुल मींस ऑफ अनलॉफुल कंसिडरेशन जो कि है सेक्शन नंबर 58। सो इफ एन इंस्ट्रूमेंट वाज मेड एक्सेप्टेड बाय मींस ऑफ ऑफेंस फ्रॉड अनलॉफुल कंसिडरेशन बट नाउ इज इन द हैंड ऑफ अ होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स देन दीज कैन नॉट बी यूज्ड एज अ प्लीज अगेंस्ट हिम फॉर नॉन पेमेंट द होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स विल गेट द पेमेंट ओके अगली बात हम डिस्कस करने जा रहे हैं पॉइंट एट एस्टॉपल अगेंस्ट डिनाइंग ओरिजिनल वैलिडिटी ऑफ द इंस्ट्रूमेंट स्टॉपल का मतलब मैं बता चुका हूँ आप लोगों को इन अ सूट बाय होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स द वैलिडिटी ऑफ द इंस्ट्रूमेंट इज ओरिजिनली मेड और ड्रॉन कैन नॉट बी डिनाइड बाय मेकर ऑफ प्रोमिसरी नोट बाय एनी ड्रॉर ऑफ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज और बाय एनी एक्सेप्टर ऑफ बिल ऑफ एक्सचेंज फॉर द ऑनर ऑफ ड्रॉर अब हम जानेंगे नाइन्थ पॉइंट विच इज एस्टॉपल अगेंस्ट डिनाइंग कैपेसिटी ऑफ पे टू इंडोस सेक्शन वन सो इन अ सूट बाय होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स द कैपेसिटी ऑफ द पे एट द डेट of note or bill to endorse cannot be denied by the maker of the note or the acceptor of bill payable to order to jin logo ko estoppel ka matlab nahi pata use hum estoppel ka matlab fir se bata dete spelling i am telling you so kindly note it down it is e s t o p e e l estoppel ka matlab hota hai to impede or to bar theek hai aur impede ka matlab hota hai कि आप किसी चीज़ को हैंडल कर रहे हो बाय या किसी चीज़ में ऑब्स्टेकल्स डाल रहे हो टू ब्लॉक अ पैसेज और इस्टॉपल में मैं बताऊं रूल आ जाते हैं अ रूल ऑफ एविडेंसेस वे बाय पर्सन इज बार्ड और रिस्ट्रिक्टेड फ्रॉम डिनाइंग द ट्रूथ ऑफ अ फैक्ट दैट हैज़ ऑलरेडी बीन सेटल्ड तो सच्चाई का सामना सच का सामना हो चुका है और आप उसे आप मना नहीं कर सकते दिस इज एस्टॉपल ओके सो अस्टॉपल अगेंस्ट नाइन कैपेसिटी ऑफ पे टू इंडोस हम बता चुके हैं डिस्कस हो गए इंडोस इज नॉट परमिटेड टू डिनाई द कैपेसिटी टू कॉन्ट्रैक्ट प्राय पार्टीज सेक्शन वन ट्वेंटी टू में बताया जाता है इन अ सूट बाय होल्डर इन ड्यू कोर्स द इंडोस के नॉट डिनाई द सिग्नेचर और कैपेसिटी टू कॉन्ट्रैक्ट एनी प्राय पार्टी टू द इंस्ट्रूमेंट हम जानेंगे ड्रॉ इन केस ऑफ नीड सेक्शन सेवन तो ड्रॉ इन केस ऑफ नीड सेक्शन सेवन में बताया गया इज अ पर्सन हुज नेम अलॉन्ग विद दैट ऑफ ड्रॉइ इज गिवन इन द बिल ऑफ ड्रॉ or any subsequent endorser and he is to be referred in case of need so that is when the bill is dishonored by non acceptance or non payment so acceptor for honor section 108 janenge he is the person who accepts the instrument after its dishonor and he accepts it for the honor of drawer or any other party there to conditions hai for acceptance for honor aur wo aisi batai gayi hai panch conditions hai सबसे पहली द बिल मस्ट हैव बी नोटेड और प्रोटेस्टेड फॉर नॉन एक्सेप्टेंस सेकेंड कंसेंट और होल्डर मस्ट बी देर थर्ड इट मस्ट बी रिटर्न एंड इंडिकेट दैट इट इज एन एक्सेप्टेंस फॉर ऑनर ऑफ अ पार्टी हु इज ऑलरेडी लाइबल ऑन द बिल चौथी बात इट मस्ट बी साइन बाय द एक्सेप्टर ऑफ ऑनर पांचवा इफ इट इज नॉट रिटर्न फॉर हुज ऑनर इट इज मेड इट इज डीम टू बी मेड फॉर द ऑनर ऑफ ड्रॉर ठीक है ऑब्लिगेशन फॉर एन एक्सेप्टेंस फॉर एन एक्सेप्टर ऑफ ऑनर क्या क्या होती है ही बाइड्स हिमसेल्फ टू ऑल पार्टीज सब्सिक्वेंट टू द पार्टी फॉर हुज ऑनर ही एक्सेप्ट टू पे हिज ऑब्लिगेशन इज नॉट एन एब्सोल्यूट वन एंड ही पेज आफ्टर द फुलफिलमेंट ऑफ द फॉलोइंग कंडीशन तीन कंडीशन बता रहा हूँ पहली द बिल शुड नॉट बी प्रेजेंटेड फॉर पेमेंट एट मेच्योरिटी टू द ड्रॉइ दूसरी अ पेमेंट नॉट मेड इफ पेमेंट इज नॉट मेड इट शुड बी नोटेड एंड प्रोटेस्टेड फॉर पेमेंट थर्ड 
the bill should be presented or forwarded to the acceptor for honor not later than the day next after the day of its maturity so rights of an acceptor of honor he has a right after making the payment to sue the party for whose honor the bill is accepted and all prior parties pehli baat make payment to the subsequent party then receive payment from prior party theek hai ab main baat karunga payment of honor section 113 ki fir main baat karunga presentment of a negotiable instrument ki ठीक है तो चलो जी सबसे पहले पेमेंट ऑफ ऑनर सेक्शन 113 पे आते हैं अब बिल विच हैज़ बीन ओके गाइस तो पेमेंट्स फॉर ऑनर हम करेंगे अगले पार्ट में अभी के लिए इतना ही सो प्लीज़ वेट